What's going on, folks? We're back for Logan's Lowdown, a show where I interview people that I find interesting or want to get to know more. And this is one of those cases where it is both. I'm joined by the one and the only Cuse. Corey. Cuse Wall. Corey, I like Cuse that. Cuse Corey. That's cool. Yeah? Happy to be here, man. Thank you for coming, man. Thank you. Happy to have you. This is something I've, ever since we met that first day, I was like, that dude would be a good guest. You did. You said that the first time yeah. we like hung out. Like, hey, you ever been on a podcast before? Because this would be sick. <laughs> I was like, I used to listen to him all the time in a UPS truck when I was delivering, but yeah. I've never been on one. So first one. Damn. So um, I'm always awkward at introductions, but tell the tell the people, uh, who who is Corey? Who is Corey? Corey Wall, man, he's a cool guy from Syracuse. No, yeah. I, so <laughs> also, cheers! Thanks for being here. Oh, cheers, man. Thank you. What are you sipping on over there? Mickey Ultra. Ultra. Yeah, we got a truly original lemonade. If they want to send me money, please do. Or Mick Ultra, I'll take it. I'll take it from either. I've told you this before, but there's no Labatt Blue really down here. I mean, you could search and find it maybe, but yeah. that that's always the beer of choice for me. Really? Yeah. It's like everything that you find um, in Syracuse, New York, um, Buffalo, obviously, with the Bills. So they do like Josh Allen cans. And uh, yeah, so Labatt Blue is like what everyone at the bars drink, everything like that. Is it like a brewery that's up there or is it like a, what kind of a beer is it? Well, it's funny because it's Canadian beer, like Molson, if you've heard of it. And so it's a Canadian beer. Everyone knows of it, but something that no one will care about is that my brother used to deliver beer and he always told me it's actually made in like, like uh, Western New York, like Buffalo area. Yeah. So, Oh, the Canadian beer thing. It's not actually Canadian. I'm like, okay, Mike, you know, but, uh, yeah, Canadian beer. <laughs> okay, cool, interesting. It's, it's Budweiser um, adjacent. Okay, you know? so it's like a light beer. Yes. Okay. Dom- domestic pilsner. Okay. Nothing fancy. Tastes gotcha. similar, but the real ones no. Okay, the real ones no. Comment if you uh, if you've had one of these. I've not. Labat blue or Labat blue light. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What is it? Labat. 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 Okay. Labatt. Two T's at the end. Labat. Labat. All right. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. So, um, I haven't really asked you the extent of what I know about you. And sometimes I do this strategically when I'm like, okay, I want to get to know this person, but I also selfishly want to save it for an opportunity like this, where we can just shoot the shit and just talk about life and everything. So every time I'm with you, I'm try- I try to be conservative, but you're such a good conversationist. Is that a word? Uh, that it's hard not to get sucked into a conversation with you. Um, Seriously. So how did you end up in Georgia after Syracuse? I don't know if I know this. And if I do, I forgot. And maybe I don't know it. But how'd you get here? Well, just to say, like, yeah, we. you said it first time you met me that you wanted to do the podcast. And then I could kind of feel the conservativeness in the, like, asking me things or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's funny you say that. But now after this full steam ahead yeah oh yeah um we we're very similar we both just can keep talking forever yep so yeah to answer your question i mean coming to georgia was kind of spontaneous i mean my now fiance she and i have been together uh seven eight years ish um total but we've been engaged now for 
since September, so almost six months, bad at math, I guess like five months, so. So it's new as of, I did it here in Georgia. But yeah, you know, her mom moved here um, to take care of her grandma probably four years ago. Her dad followed a year after that because he had to finish up work. So three years ago for her dad. And then her brother two years ago. He got down here two years ago. And then we bought a house in Syracuse, lived there for a year, and then we rented it out. And we were like, you know, we got these tenants lined up. Where are we going? What are we doing? And we moved around once or twice before. So we were like, let's try an out-of-state. Georgia. Okay. Where do they live? Kennesaw, Ackworth area. Okay. I don't know anything about that, but let's visit. We did a week. I was like, this is sweet. I like it. It's really clean and just everything's great. People are cool. So I'm. let's do it. You know, I had a... Um, a job that I was going to do as a career for the rest of my life, a UPS driver. And, you know, nothing but great things, no matter who you talk to. It's a hard job, long hours, but pays good, benefits are the best. Um, But, you know, things didn't work out at some point. I can go in on that however you'd like. Um, But Whatever you're comfortable with. Well, it's funny. I kind of did a lot of things, filled my resume every uh, category of things you can do. I did it all. And I, like I said, was going to settle down and do that for the rest of my life. I loved it. Doing your thing all day on the road, you know, getting off the packages, music playing, like what's better than that. But, um, long story short, the last thing of my resume I didn't do was the thing I actually took electives for in high school, um, business. And I went to college for a semester and did business and, uh, I'm kind of jumping around here. Um, did you graduate college? <laughs> no. So that's okay. that's what I was like going to say is I did one semester and then I got an opportunity to be full time at a hotel where it was a really nice hotel. And I was like, that's a great opportunity. Customer service, hospitality. I uh, College wasn't for me, man. I mean, high school was barely for me. So school just like was tough. Um, what kind of student were you? Were you, was it just tough because you weren't organized? Was it tough because you're just a horrible test taker? Cause that's how I was. Yeah. You could teach me long division all day and long, but the second the test sits in front of me, all of the information goes out the window and I suddenly forget how to do everything. I was a slow test taker, but because I knew I was slow, like I got it done at the last pencil drop moment, like every test. So I was the last person done in all my tests, but I, because I knew I was slow, I didn't panic and I was pretty good at tests. I was a great student when I was there. <laughs> um, I hated homework, but who doesn't? It's it's just one of those things where like I just couldn't pay attention in school either. I'd rather be talking to my friends or focused on other things. Um, I listen to Whiskey Ginger, Andrew Santino's podcast a lot, and uh, he says it all the time that, and I resonate with it. He was a really good student when he like put his mind to it, sure. and that, and that's how exactly how I feel. Like, I feel like if, thousands of kids are like that. Yeah, and like I wasn't a bad student. I was really respectful to everyone and teachers and everything. So like I was never a problem child. Mm-hmm. I followed rules to a T. Like I was scared of getting in trouble. Yeah. So I never really did anything wrong growing up. Like, really? Yeah. I'm. Uh, I only have one older brother, and he was a problem child. Okay. And so like I kind of just learned from that. I was like, I don't just gonna follow rules okay so no I just I don't know man I just hated it (laughs) like it was just 
I didn't think the things that they were teaching was like, I felt like I literally at the time felt like half of it was like even meaningful. Like this, I'm going to regurgitate on the next test on Friday. Right. And then it doesn't matter. Right. So it was just tough to like focus on it. And then also like, we talked about this recently that I went to a very big high school, huge. And we only had like four guidance counselors. And that means each guidance counselor has 400 kids each, mm-hmm. 300. And uh, my guidance counselor knew my brother. So she literally <laughs> saw me and was like, okay, um, I don't really know what's in the cards for you, if anything. <laughs> and I'm like, hello, like treat me like a new person you just met. Right. You know, but she, um, so she didn't offer any universities. And just was like, yeah, local community college that's right up the road that we send everyone to, literally everyone, even if you were a straight-A student. They were just like, OCC, Onondaga Community College is a great college. And it is. Um, So that's only thing she mentioned. That's all I looked at. And that's where I went. Great college. Again, like it's, it does, uh, does make a lot of successful people. It's only two years, so you can get your associates and then you can go wherever after that. But I went because... My immediate family, I'm the only person that even graduated. My mom, dad. High school? Yes, high school. Really? So I was like, hell yeah, I'm that dude for finishing high school. Let's go to college and be Yeah, one up it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I I went and uh, winters in Syracuse, I commuted there and it was like 40 minute drive. And uh, winters are brutal. It was really hilly there and uh, I had a shitbox car. And so like getting there every day was tough. And then walking from the building, almost a half mile mile walk to the next building in the freezing snow blizzard, I was just like, all right, this sucks. And I'll never forget it. I went into my business 101 class. My, I majored in it. That was my the class I was like really focused on. Sure. First week, syllabus week, teacher goes, I'm in so much debt, student loan debt, that I'm never going to pay it off ever. Like I'll die with it. And she said that and giggled after it. And I was just like, Okay, like that's the one thing I don't want. I want to be the successful person in my family or something like that, you know. I didn't really have any role models growing up. I had nothing like that. So, but like I had dreams, of course, and I wanted to like outdo my family, which was a low bar, but you know, I just wanted to do good for myself. So, sure. I, when I heard that though, man, as a 18 year old kid, it makes you panic. I was fucking freaking out. And so yeah. I just was like, I started like the determination dropped. Sure. And I was just like, all right, well, this job fell in my lap the feeling of that job falling in my lap is actually the exact same feeling of when the job, this job I currently have approached me when I was uh, going through shit at UPS. I, it's a sales job that I currently have. And that's the thing I always wanted to do was business finance, marketing, business sales, like something sales in that. Cause like you work for your money and right. I love that. So if I can go and, beat the guy next to me and double my check than him. I'm like, let's go. Always wanted to do it. Never liked the opportunities that I saw. So I never got into it uh, to make a, uh, it's actually not a long story, but just to wrap up the UPS thing, I paid a lot of money for a vacation. And then I told my boss about it. It was eight months from when I told him about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. When it came close to like putting in for it, he's like, you can't, you can't go. There's drivers, a, seniority above you you they're off that week you can't i laughed and i was like i told you about it he's like well you know things change that guy put it in for it and he gets it because he's above you sorry 
So um, I was like, okay, well, that's insane. Right before that, month before it, I got this opportunity. Um, my fiance works at this company, and I was. She told me that before they put it out to the world that they're hiring, they want to ask for referrals, which they actually don't do. I've been there two years, and they don't do that anymore. Okay. But they did it when she was there. And uh, she put my name in, and I said, yeah, I'll take the interview. I remember being so nonchalant about it. I was just like, right. Yeah, you're because gonna... except for this situation, you were pretty much cool with UPS. I loved it. Like you, you did what you wanted. But anyway, continue. I, yeah, with UPS, man, I crushed it. I got my routes done faster than the guy next to me, but I was hurting my own pocket. I was making less money because it's just an hourly job that if you got done sooner and got back to the building sooner and clocked out, you don't make as much money as the guy that's out later. And uh, I love the idea of making commission. So I, I, <laughs> I was so calm, like didn't have any intentions of taking it. And I just like, yeah, I'll take the interview. I get the interview and I'm sitting in front of a Skype camera and I'm just like talking to some big wigs, but I didn't intend on taking the job. And so I'm calm the whole time, murdered the interview. I already think I'm a pretty good, um, like job interviewer. And I was because of the calmness, it was like double, like I was so good at it. I killed it. And they just like gave me the job on the spot. And they really? always just like, will say, you know, give me a day. I got to, you know, interview the other candidates. They gave it to me on the spot. And then they were just, I said, okay, full transparency. Like I have to talk to my boss. He's on vacation right now. I need to yada, yada. When he gets back in two weeks, I'll ask, or I'll put it in then. And then 14 day notice. Um, they were cool with it. Yeah. And I was like, ideally I want to give him more than 14 days because, um, I respect this place and I want the referral and all that. Um, but, it was just funny because they called me a week later and I told them the whole circumstance. I said, I can't take this job for sounds like 30 days at least. So my hire date wouldn't be for a month and a half. Probably they said, Oh my God, we don't, we don't do that. Like that's it. It just, we don't do that. And I was like, okay, called me. HR called me from this new job next day and was like, we will do that a month and a half. Like you want the orientation a month and a half, maybe two months right now. Like I was like, Yes, like you want me that? All right, cool. Let's do it. The fact that they're willing to work with you just made it even more clear to yourself that it like did. this is the right thing. I get to go on this vacation. The time period worked out amazing. I got to put in that 30-day notice um, right before going on the vacation, all that. It worked out great. They respected me. They loved me. It was all good with everyone. Got my orientation to be a week after I get back. So like there wasn't really a gap in pay, you know? So I get back and get to start a new job. And I had, that was probably the best vacation I've ever taken in my life too. So full, like 20 friends in a huge house on the beach that we all rented out. So it was the best vacation, good transition. Didn't have to worry about my money or anything because of the full transition. So it couldn't have worked out any better. And then, like I said, man, just the t determination of like working for my money, like commission. I was like, okay, I'm going to beat everyone if I want to, if, so going into it was just amazing. So I'm really happy I made the transition. I mean, sure, I miss UPS a lot, though. Like I said, the music in the truck, whenever you, you, every day you're out there alone all the time. I loved it. Your office is the truck. Like, sick job. But just to wrap up the UPS talk, like, you're never home to see your girl, your family. You can't plan dinner. You can't even plan your friends' outings. You can't. I'm a big sports guy. In Syracuse, I played uh, kickball on Monday, volleyball on Tuesday, 
basketball Wednesday, softball Thursday and Friday, Saturday, another thing, and then Sunday doubleheaders. Like, I played six, seven nights a week sports, and it was so fun. And then, like, some of them were co-ed with, and Courtney would come, so, um, and play. She's a big sports girl, too, so she was a high school athlete and everything, so it was a good life. I loved the area I grew up in, and... um I still didn't even answer your question about how I came to Georgia. So. <laughs> well, you did kind of about how her family got down here and then oh, I did, yeah. you guys were talking about like, okay, what's, which I was going to comment on actually. So I'm glad you brought that back up. I really respect the fact that you guys made that move on your own rather than being forced. Cause every time I moved growing up, it was because I lived with my parents and obviously when you're middle school, high school, you live with your parents. And my dad was just like, Jobs taking us to do a new place, pack it up, and we left. And every single time we moved, it was by cho- or it was because force. And you guys just said, "I'm gonna up and leave everything and try something new." Yeah, you had her family local. That if you know if it was horrible, at least you had her family. But you literally said bye to all of your friends and family and said, "We're gonna try the south." Yeah, and it definitely helps I that I was it. 28 going into the move. So. That, you know, if this opportunity came up at 25, I would have been like, no, I love my friends so much and right. my life's great and I wouldn't have done it. But yeah, it, and it's funny because she didn't even know the area that well. So she, the family crutch being there for if anything happens, huge help, big reason why we did it. Um, but I could tell you if, the, if they lived in like Baltimore or something, I wouldn't have, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I don't know if we would have. So just went so, to like a crappy area. Yeah, but besides her family, no obviously, what what? Yeah, no hate to Baltimore. Although Baltimore is a, not a great place. I heard downtown Baltimore sweet, but and I'm a Redskins Commanders. Sorry, but sure. Commanders fan, and I know that's uh, right outside of it. So, yeah. but all the areas outside of the city suck, and I think that's pretty well known. I think it's uh, pretty well known that like outskirts of downtown Baltimore yeah, are like it's not rough, great. There's this great show about. Uh, the corruption in the Baltimore police departments and how corrupt they are and bought and paid for by the city they are. And it's called We Own This City. And it's really good. It's got John Bernthal in it, if you know who that is. Punisher. The dude that played Punisher. And he plays like one of the lead cops on the team. And it's really good. It's based off a true story, obviously. And it's with, excuse me, uh, people who, like everyone plays real people. Uh, and it's and it's really really good. Um, the acting is just incredible. You know, John Bernthal's great. He's the best. Um, so and yeah, Baltimore is just not not a great place. But yeah, if um, you go outside of the city, it's just or even in it, or whatever, yeah, it just feels like the wire. Like, yeah, uh, yeah honestly. But and and I can't believe we spent this much time in Baltimore. That was just a, an analogy, like true. somewhere yeah. weird. I don't know if I would have done it, but yeah, twenty eight. Like just, if it was like Idaho, would you have gone? I've heard great things about Idaho. Man. Yeah, that's maybe it's I a bad it's example. A gem. Yeah, that's not a great example. <laughs> <laughs> what about like, uh, well, I was going to say Utah. I heard Utah's beautiful too. Yeah. Just got to deal with the Mormon problem. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry to my Mormon friends. Yeah, I don't have like any. Anything West and Midwest and stuff, I would, I'm would. i down. I'm actually like really down for a lot now. I, I don't know if it's maturity or what, but like anywhere I'm down to try. Plus, I have friends that have done a lot of these random uh, cities like Salt Lake, Utah, and then Oregon, and then like Salt Lake truly is beautiful. No, I was just joking that no disrespect to the Mormon community. Uh, I went there. Sorry to cut you off for a work trip. I worked at a company at the time, and I spent two and a half weeks in Salt Lake City, 
and it was beautiful. I mean, it was flat. You could see the mountains all around you. Like it was, it was wonderful. It was, it was a crazy pretty city. Um, it was just different about like the way that restaurants are set up, how bars are set up because the Mormon religion doesn't, they don't do much. I mean, they don't do violence. They don't do crazy drinking. They don't do, they don't do a lot of things. So when I walk into a Buffalo Wild Wings and there's no bar, like, where's the bar? This is the Buffalo Wild Wings. They're like, oh, we don't have that because that's not the demographic out here. We have to know our audience. It's like, well, geez, that's, it's different. So Utah is gorgeous, amazing pizza, underrated pizza city. Never really knew that really? until I went there. And one of the locals was like, you got to try these four pizza places while you're here. And I was like, okay. I would have never thought, no. especially being from New York. Right? Exactly. I didn't think anything else existed. That yeah. It's just... Right? New York and then maybe Chicago, but whatever. So anyway, back to what I was trying to get to yeah. is uh, what's what what you so you guys get here, you visit, obviously you visit her family, you visit the area. What made you look at her and say, yeah, let's do this. This is cool. What what about Georgia? Were you just like, yeah, I'm down. Let's let's go for it. You know, I tell a lot of people, friends back home and people here that I meet that it's hilly, just like upstate New York. A lot of people don't even know much about upstate New York, but there's the Adirondack Mountains in upstate New York, and so it's very hilly, and it's beautiful for the most part. Like, upstate New York is awesome. I highly recommend it to any everyone. I mean, Syracuse isn't a place that you'll ever, like, move to. You don't hear of anyone that's like, I'm moving to Syracuse because I want to. Um, unlike here, you know, people, people move to Atlanta all the time. Right. Um, you know, what I can talk about, because, you know, obviously bad things happen in your life and then you're like, well, I kind of want to separate myself. Sure. So, you know me, man, I'm, I'm an open book. We can talk about anything and everything. I can get deep, dark, whatever, however we can get a little I want, sad. We can get whatever. You can do whatever you are comfortable with. That's the yeah. whole point of this is if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. That's cool. Um, you know... A lot of uh, a lot of weight on my shoulders when I was home in Syracuse. Always felt it kind of, but you know, at 21, 22, 23, I wanted to start to excel, and I just couldn't get that weight off. Big Italian family, and uh, they're all there. No one else really lives anywhere else, so they're all still in Syracuse. You mix Syracuse depression because uh, it's really gray, even in like the non-winter. The winters like seven, eight months, and then it's just gray all the time and stuff, and uh, the summer's beautiful, and then the fall for two weeks is sweet. But other than that, not great, and the city itself is just okay. By the way, I got to I gotta say, Cuse is awesome. I love it. Shout you just, out to Orange. You just said, well, you just said, the city itself is okay. It's, it's gray. It's kind of depressing. It's a fact that no one, like, moves there because they hear, like, they want to be there. Unless you're an athlete that's going to Syracuse University... You're not moving to Syracuse. And not even athlete. I guess they have a really good law program and, sure. and stuff like that, but just a recreational yes. person. But shout it, out to Syracuse. Syracuse. I'm going to hype it up the rest of this You have to. Thing, so I you do. have to. Um, All your friends from Syracuse are going to see this and they're going to be like, dude, what the hell? Yeah. And, but I, <laughs> I honestly can't answer the why I moved question without throwing some shade on it, though, because it's just a fact. I mean, people that I'm close to and even... Uh, colleagues of mine they'll say how's the new area like i want to get out of cuse and i'm looking so where's a cool area and man i'm so new here it's about it's my one year anniversary since i got here when january 1st is when i sound that's right sign my lease that's right so 
it's been one year and I can tell anyone that like if you stay within an hour outside of the city, you'll get all the suburb vibes that you want that you can ask for. Like anything you want, you know? Tons of people our age, Kennesaw University is way bigger than Huge. I thought. I mean, you can go to any LA fitness and you can meet people. I've met so many people already just from playing basketball there and like everyone's great. Also, everyone's from somewhere else, which is interesting. But when I visited, I didn't know any of this. Courtney didn't even know this. And it was only like 25% of her was like, I want to be near my family. Like that wasn't even a thing to her, to be honest. And she'll admit it herself is she went to college in Miami. So she's used to being away from them. And like, she was fine with that. Didn't care. We just wanted more sunshine. It's really all it is to be, to, to be completely honest, wanted more sunshine, wanted, she went to school in Miami and I went and I visited her all the time. And when the hotel thing, I did that for a while. And when that came to an end for me, I took a, like a month of no job and I, I had a bunch saved and stuff and I was like 21 and, and I was just like, you know what? I want to experience what she's experiencing. And it was right on the ocean. And I just went and visited her all the time. I would just book a one-way flight and be like, let me know when you want me going back. And the dorm situation there was so cool that I could just stay with her and like, there was no one else in there. And like, it was big. It's cool. The university was so nice. Um, the ocean's five minutes away. Uh, all of her friends were cool, and we hung out with all of them all the time. She was in a sorority, and she ended up being the president of her sorority. Wow. And, okay. Uh, yeah. So Did not she, know that. Yeah. So we always had stuff to do because of that. I mean, keep in mind, it was a private college and didn't have, like, fraternity, sorority housing. So there sure. wasn't, like, those big parties you hear about. Right. But it still had mixers at the beach and stuff. So their mixers were, like, just public things yeah, like just you, beach parties yeah literally anywhere it was just like hey that every, sounds awesome though. yeah everyone from this place and this place are going to this public place and we're all just gonna hang out so miami was amazing and we actually looked at places there but it was just expensive and at that time in our age we weren't um financially set for it i um we ended up getting i got a job at syracuse airport and it was cool. I mean, I, I really liked it, but I did a year in doing that, and then I found out I could transfer any airport. Let's go. So I uh, started looking around. One of my best friends lived in Charlotte, and you hear great things about Charlotte. And I was like, let's do it. And and he had a good situation where he was moving to somewhere else in a month and a half. So I said, okay, like, let me get on my feet there. I'm going to put in the tra uh, the transfer. And everything was great. Transfer was smooth. Everything was good. But what helps about moving is if you don't have the apartment lined up, um, I got to shop apartments, which is really cool. Like I got all of my stuff to Charlotte and then I was in his apartment for a couple of weeks, got to pick exactly what apartment I wanted in my price range and everything like that and near where I wanted to be near. I was 10 minutes outside of Uptown Charlotte, which is their downtown. And, uh, I loved our area and and it worked out great. I, you know, shout out to Mike for letting me stay with him and figuring out where I wanted to be, get on my feet. And then he was out and then I got in my place. Uh, Courtney met me there. It was, she left Miami and went to Charlotte and I went from Syracuse down. So we literally met up there and um, we moved in our place together. That was the first time we ever lived together. We'd been dating, I think 
three, maybe four years at the time. Three, I think. And yeah, and that was our first place together. A lot of a uh, lot of great times. A lot of you know learning about everything. I didn't New even area. know. What's I didn't up? even know this little piece of you. I didn't know you guys lived in Charlotte at all. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I lived. I think we might have even talked about this. When I was growing up, we moved to North Carolina at one point, and I lived in Winston-Salem, if you know where that's at. I, I know of it. That's I've outside of uh, Raleigh. Yes, Raleigh, yes. the capital. How far is Raleigh from Charlotte? Two and a half, I think. Okay. Yeah. And I, I had a friend that lived there, too, so I we visited once. Raleigh's sweet. I mean, but both areas are really cool. Really yes. big college areas. They yeah. have really cool areas. Um. I, I could talk about Charlotte. It's it's very nice, but just for me, it didn't work out um, because of financial. Because so I didn't get my degree right, and yes, she had hers, but she tried so many different jobs, and it never worked out, and she couldn't land anything even big enough to even consider. And I'm really fortunate. The airport paid me for New York. New York pays really well. Almost everything. Minimum wage in New York has always been like three, four dollars higher than any other state, always. And I made I think like fifteen dollars at the Syracuse airport, which at the time minimum wage was nine fifty in New York, which means like seven and a quarter everywhere else. Right. And everyone I worked with at Charlotte Airport made seven and a quarter. And I was like my at uh, so first, they stayed paying you the New York rate? The first day they said never speak a word of this to anyone. Like don't tell anyone what you make. And I'm like and they were like, because they all make seven and a quarter. And you make I was just, double what these people make, yeah, essentially. And, and I felt so bad because these guys were so great guys. I worked in a warehouse with and stuff, and they they would leave their um, grocery stocking jobs that were overnight. They would work like 9 to 7 a.m. or something, stocking shelves at a grocery store. They'd leave that and go work an eight-hour shift with me in a warehouse in the morning. And this guy's like, yeah, even with both jobs, uh, half my pay is, you know, child support or whatever. And then I'm barely making ends meet. And I'm like, yeah, that sucks because they're both seven and a quarter jobs. Right. And so uh, he's making what you make in one job yeah. with two. And, Dang. And I did really, I did my budgeting really well that like everything I was saving while doing it. We were really smart. Everything was good. But for long term, settle down, buy a house somewhere. It just didn't make sense. I didn't love Charlotte. I mean, if we wanted to get like a, a nice apartment in downtown Charlotte. Sure, we could have loved that, no doubt. But um, I, I wanted to be a homeowner. I really did. I just wanted to be like a homeowner. I was like, I just want a nice four-bedroom house with a yard and some dogs. Like, that was what I've always wanted. It's the goal. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I didn't see it there. So loved it, lived it up. Um, we, we were only there exactly one year. Did our lease, moved back to Syracuse. I had some family issues that I needed to attend to help my parents help, you know, everyone. And so I was like, babe, can we go back to Q's? Are you all right with that? Like, she's like, yeah, but as long as it's not forever. And I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Cause mm. got the job at UPS when I moved back and then it was like, all right, we're here forever. And she was so cool about it, man. She didn't, she didn't like didn't hold it against about me. It, didn't yeah. really. Yeah. Didn't hold it against me. Nothing. She, she was cool. And then um, never even like put stuff in my ear either. Never said anything, never complained. And then just like, yeah, the, this job fell in my lap. And then I, she still didn't say anything when that happened. And then I would be the one to her, like, we're remote. We had an office there or whatever, but for the most part, it was COVID, right? So mm-hmm. we, we were remote and we could go anywhere. Like we could really pick what we wanted. 
okay, well, you know, your family lives in this area. Let's try it out. So to answer your question on like what was like a big thing there or whatever that made us move was, um, you know, just too much weight on my shoulders. Like it, it was so heavy. Like I'd have to do so many things that like, it's funny how I'm a spontaneous guy, but I don't like being like, Hey Corey, can you come do this right now? I don't like that. Like, I don't know if anyone does, but like, I don't like it. And like, it happened all the time. Like big Italian family who's always like beefing and always like just has something going on. And and I could always, I don't know if I'm just like the voice of reason in my family or what, because they're all hard headed. And so I just was like the person you could call to help for with whatever, whether it's physically or even emotionally. Right. That was a big thing. Um, my brother always struggled with drugs and stuff and he was never tight with our parents and it's just me and him. And he always felt like the black sheep. And, but me and him, it's funny cause we weren't tight growing up at all. Cause he's six years older than me. I always thought that was huge. And that's why I always thought that's why come to find out my, uh, fiance is one of two and they're six years apart and they're so tight. I don't know if it's boy girl cause she has a brother and she's a girl. Um, so maybe that's why they're tighter. Who knows? But yeah, man, we're six years apart and we just weren't tight at all until I got to like 18. Then he started treating me like, oh, hey, you're kind of (laughs) cool. And, um, you know, still calls me bud and pal and all that and air, you know, buddy and and little brother and all that and stuff. And so I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it kind of gets to me because or it got to me from 18 to like 25. And then one day at like 25, 26, I had to tell him like at this age, 26. Now I'm like, I, I have life experience, you know, it's okay to ask for advice. Like you can talk to me, you know, cause I know you're struggling mm-hmm. with everything. Yeah. You know, addiction, sobriety, like whatever he was going through financial, everything. I was like, man, I got some life under me now. You can talk to me, but we didn't get close until I was like 21. So he just never really knew when to like, ask and, and he still kind of doesn't but i i always remind him like i actually just sent him a text today like call me dude like i got you like you're going through it and i know because i just got back from syracuse for christmas i was just yeah. there for the holidays and he wasn't doing too well and a lot of people actually in my family aren't right now but just trying to put them all together man like one big thing when i was home my mom is one of five their siblings um are all going through it right now and it's so silly it's so dumb like if I get mad at you, I'm only mad at you for a couple weeks at Maybe. most. And yeah. then I'll tell you like, Hey Logan, I, I didn't really like that thing you did or whatever. And then you, and then like, I'd expect you to just be like, yo, my bad. Like, it doesn't have to be like this crazy sincere apology, but right. just like, yo, that's my bad. I didn't know, you know, that yeah. bothered you. Yeah. And then we're good. Like, and if I don't, if I don't shoot you that text that something bothered me, that's on me. Right. And I just think so many relationships, friends of anything, family, they don't talk about it. It's like what we were saying the other night. You don't know what you don't know. So if you're <sighs> pissed at me and I, I don't know it, that's not my fault. Yeah, I might have done a bad thing, but ultimately, if I if you didn't be like, hey, that kind of didn't sit right with me, I would have never known, and I would just keep doing it unless you called me out. Like the you know, the the example you used the other night about like my Asian friend and or Asian Corey, and it was like, hey, bud. You know, if if I don't ever say anything, he's just going to keep doing it forever. 
Yeah, and he was so quick to call it out. He's just like, that kind of bothers me. Yeah. And then it's just like, and if you don't apologize, you're just a dick. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's like, from there, I feel like most people, and and I can relate to your, your mom being one of a few siblings, because my mom and dad both have five, six siblings each. And it seems like, and you know, all families are like this. So this isn't, of course, casting, you know, what do you call it? throwing shade on, on my family or anything, but you know, sometimes it feels like they hang on to it for a while, even though it's like, Hey, I'm sorry. Didn't mean it. Are we okay? And I feel like a lot of people truly aren't okay after it. And like, that's fine. Like a few months ago, like I still think about it to this day, I got into a really bad argument with my little sister and I was screaming things at her that I wish to this day. I was not screaming at her. She said really mad, mean things to me. I just, I think about it at almost every single day. And I almost sometimes, and she doesn't talk about it, but I almost sent her a text the other day and said, hey, I still think about what I said, and I'm sorry. But I mean, you you don't know how much that feels good to her, I'm sure, because, mm-hmm. you know, you're not her, but I'm telling you that's huge. And that just shows a lot of character in you, too. You're right, man. People just don't, you don't know what you don't know, and then it's almost like they're the person at fault because they didn't talk about what bothered them. Right. And then, you know, there's things to it, of course. Like, maybe they don't want that relationship anymore anyway. Like if it's just a friend that's like, you know, maybe I've outgrown you. So that's just another thing. I can understand how that's, um, you know, a, a common thing as well. We've all probably had friends where like, yeah, they did a thing that's annoying to you. And yes, they could probably change it or apologize. But at this point, I I don't know, man, this, this could be the thing that I could utilize to just, to stop just this not friendship. being your friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's a thing in people's lives too. So do you ever, uh, how, we know each other minimally at this point. Um, and, and actually not minimally, more more than minimally at this point. But I'm the kind of guy that I like to be friends with everybody. And I kind of see that in you. You're very social. You're very, you get along with anybody. Anytime I've been in a social situation with people that haven't met you before, consistently everyone's like, Corey and Courtney, they're cool. Like, have them around, bring them, bring them back, invite them. Even my parents that met you guys for like 30 minutes at my Christmas party. My dad was like, those guys were really cool. And it was like, yeah, you're super duper social. So that's, that's really neat. I had a friend growing up who I can vividly feel and see how they first met me. And it was like an out of body experience where they were just so stare into your eyes, shake your hand. It's so nice to meet you. And I just, took that also my parents like one great quality about them is they're really social so i i try to be that way too um courtney is not as much she'll admit that i'm like the more outgoing person but i think you know you grow on each other and you pick up each other's qualities and she's she's more outgoing nowadays than she was if we were to meet you back in the day so you know try to always be better is the goal anyway but yeah you know you only get one shot as a good first impression i think first impression is huge because you know if I meet you good and then I'm just like not having a good day, our next two, three hangouts, it's, I think that first impression carries those over. It doesn't matter as much. Cause like, I mean, as long as I'm not being shitty, right. Shitty person, you know, you gotta do some apologizing, but, but yeah, no, if you, if you're just not as social a couple times, that first impression, you better hope it was good. That's all. I mean, right. A good handshake, a good look in the eye, a good yep. how are you, and actually mean it, you know, stuff like that. Like, right. I just think it's huge. Like, I can't wait to have kids and instill that in them. It's right. so 
cool, man. Dude, there's like, so many qualities I can't wait to just teach yes. somebody, whether it's my son or a daughter or whatever. Like, I just can't wait to just be like, this is the way that you should treat people, and they will always treat you with respect. Like, people will always look at you and think, or people will see your name on a piece of paper at, at your company, whether it's like big wigs, thinking about promotions or whatever, and they're going to be like, yeah, that person, that, that person's always respectful. They're always nice. And my parents did that for me. Luckily, my I, I was lucky in, in having a really great set of parents as role models and people to look up to and people to learn from. And uh, and even my siblings that are younger than me, I, I still look at them and see qualities that I don't even have that, that I like and wish I had and learn from them. I got to ask you, though, like, because... Well, first off, about the moving around thing, like I'm so intrigued by your moving around thing. Like yeah. I do want to talk. We've never talked about that because sure. I just found out from Jordan recently that I asked if you went to the local high school here. He said no. He was like Arizona or something. It was I graduated high school actually up in uh, Virginia, probably about 30 minutes outside of D.C. So that's wow. why when I was talking about Baltimore, like I've been to Baltimore a few times. <laughs> like I, I went to if I went to. I think I went to a Ravens game at one point when they played the Redskins at the time. Let's go. Commanders, whatever. HTTR. Um, and that's when I think I told you the story about how I met Robert Griffin III at the grocery store that I worked at because him and his wife would shop there because we were we were right there in Virginia. And, I mean, they they were there, man. I mean, they were around town, and we would, we'd see him at a restaurant or see him at the grocery store. And it was cool because people were just like, oh, hey, that's yeah, that's RG3 over there. And it would be like, oh, you mean the... The guy who, and at the time, like, he was the guy that was on the front page of all sports magazines and just like, this guy's the future, this guy's the the next whoever. And just seeing him, like, pick up a box of Cap'n Crunch was just hilarious. And just like, huh, famous people are, they're just like us. They, That's really They love cool. Pop-Tarts just like you and me. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. What's your favorite Pop-Tart? Um, I got to swoop in and say it's brown sugar cinnamon for me. That is a OG one. I would have to say the cookie dough. Okay. I respect it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I mean, moving around, it was, what do you want to know about it? I'm just so intrigued, man, because like you, you, you know, I love my childhood. My upbringing was cool. Being in one place, having a ton of friends and sports and all that. It's amazing. But there's the other side of the coin that you don't know about. And that's what you had, the moving around, meeting new people. So I have one aunt in San Diego and I, she used to always, Corey, come out here and go to school here. And I'm like, West Coast, warm weather. I want to. Right. Um, never did it, obviously, but I would love to. And yeah, just the idea of moving around. Because like you said, social person. I wanted to meet people. I thought it'd be cool. And I'm a big sports guy, so I always thought it'd fit in somewhere. And I just never got to do it. So I think you're the first person I met that um, moved around and like that I actually get to talk to about this. This is so cool. Yeah, I moved, uh, I think collectively, sometimes I mix up the count, but I think since the time I was born until today, I've moved with my family. I mean, I've, I've lived in a couple apartments here locally myself, but I don't really count those because it's all within the same, you know, zip code, couple zip codes. But um, I moved, I think, 10, 9, 10, 11 times to different homes. I was born in Illinois, uh, the great state of Illinois. What city? Uh, Champaign. That's a cool It's one. right where uh, the University of Illinois is. All right. Um, the Sweet. Fighting Illini. Um, Can you went, do them in order? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. That's what I'm trying to think about. Um, went from Illinois to Georgia, actually. Lived in Kennesaw, a house 
that's probably two miles from where my parents actually live now, funny enough. Lived there for a few years, relocated to North Carolina, and that's when we went to Winston-Salem. Then we went up to Virginia, and then we were there for like three months because something happened, and my dad got switched around, and we weren't even done unpacking boxes, and he was like, hey, we got to actually go to Charleston. So we went to South Carolina, lived in Charleston for a few years, um, then went from Charleston to Phoenix, Arizona, spent a few years there, and then from Phoenix, bounced over to Oklahoma City, um, spent... 8th, ninth, and 10th grade in Oklahoma City, moved over to Virginia for 11th and 12th grade, and then after I graduated high school, moved out here. Oklahoma City for like the biggest years of your life, I'd say, at least for me, 8th, ninth, and 10th grade. Mm -hmm. Those were like what made you, what changed you, what formed you, in my opinion. Yeah, um, certainly. I mean, I, I learned a lot about myself living there. I also learned... Not a great city, right? To be, I'm just no, kidding. not not a well, great city. Also, no. like, I think it'd be worse to be an adult in those cities because they always say that's not a good going out city. No, it's not. Oklahoma City is quite scary, in fact. Um, if you're not with somebody, you, you're looking over your shoulder. It's not a great place. I mean, the only thing that Oklahoma City has it going for it was the thunder at the time, and that's when, I mean... When new. I lived there, it's when James Harden and Westbrook and Kevin Durant all played, Serge Ibaka all played at the same time, and it should was like won a championship. Oh yeah, it was. It should have won. It, it they were Blew a three-one lead. You know, right? <laughs> they they uh, Oklahoma didn't have NFL, so everybody of course gravitated to Thunder, um, and then people had their allegiances for OU or OSU, um, Oklahoma State or whatever the other one, Oklahoma. Oklahoma State University, whatever. Um, but I learned a lot about myself in Oklahoma. I, re I remember trying so hard to get these kids to like me in school because they were, I don't want to say they were bad boys, but I mean, they were the kind that you go over to their house for a, a sleepover. I don't know what to call it. Uh, call it what it is. It was sleepovers when you'd go to your buddy's houses. What do you, what do you call that when you're in 8th sleepover. grade, ninth grade? It's a sleepover. Yes. As, as dumb and as... Uh, Weird as it sounds, I mean, yeah, it's a sleepover. When you go to your buddy's house for a sleepover, instead of just playing video games all night, we are going out and ding-dong ditching and, you know, shitting on people's driveways. And I'm just kidding. Not that part. But, uh, burning bag of shit. Burning bag of door. shit. Did that one time, actually. Don't not use your boots, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> not, not my shit. Someone else's shit. But I was there and watched it happen. And it just hilarious stuff. But that was the kind of group they were. And they were always, you know, trying to sneak liquor out of their parents liquor cabinets and I, I i just at the time all i wanted to do was go to my buddy's house and play call of duty until 2 a.m that's all that was the kind of guy i was but i thought these guys were so they're class clowns all of them so when you were talking about how in school you were a uh you know a rule follower to a t you weren't disrespectful i was so disrespectful but it was only because I had a few of these guys in each of my classes, I was trying so hard to get their approval. And I think a, a piece of that stems off of the fact that I moved so much that I had to start over and make new friends 10, 11 times. So in this particular instance, I was like, these are the kind of kids I want to hang out with this time. Because it was also kind of comforting to know that in a few years, I'll be out of here. And whether I like it or not, I'm going with my parents because I'm you know, I'm 15. I'm not going to stay here. What, what, what am I going to do? So I decided I'm going to be a 
bad boy for these few years and I was and I did a lot of stupid things and I have some great stories. Um, well, to that point, like knowing you move around a lot and you knew there was going to be another city coming up, mm-hmm. that would almost give you more of a reason to be a bad boy in the city because it's like it could be a phase. It could be right. an easy And it was out. nice too because if there was a period of time where this is this is also going to show that I didn't grow up in a time where or I grew up in a time and went to middle school in a time where it was okay to to say this about people and everybody said it every day. But there was a rumor that went around school at one point that I was gay. And um, at the time, you know, everyone called each other certain words and, and phrases and stuff. And that was, and that's just what it was at the time. And obviously that's, that's not appropriate anymore. But um this rumor went around school that I was gay and it was the last year I knew we were going to move in about a year and a half or so. And I told myself, I was like, well, if I'm a loser, because at the time, if you were gay, you were a loser. Like people thought you were an out, at least in that city, the people viewed you as an outcast. They didn't want you around. So uh, yeah, it wasn't as easy to be. No, no. Being gay today, obviously I'm not gay, so I, I can't speak to this, but I would just assume that being gay today is easier than it would have been 15 years ago. I'd have to agree. I mean, I think it'd be crazy to not agree with that. But either way, I I was like, okay, well, I remember telling myself one night, like, as I'm honestly probably crying, thinking like nobody at school wants to be around me because they all think I'm gay. Even my close friends, these guys that that were bad boys were like, are you gay? You can just tell us. And they were really cool because they were like, if you're gay, just tell us. It's okay. And I was like, no, I'm not gay. And, And it just went around the whole school and it was this big rumor mill and as a thing. And I remember crying one night and thinking, well, at least I got a year and a half and we'll move. And it's a fresh start. I could be whoever I want to be each time I move. And I remember, have you ever seen uh 21 jump street? Oh yeah. At Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. I remember walking into high school junior year, first day in Virginia when, you know, we had moved that summer before junior year. And there's that joke in 21 Jump Street where they walk into their high school for the first time and they're looking around seeing if people are doing two straps with the backpack, one strap with the backpack. And I remember my parents dropping me off and being like, see if everyone's two strapping, see if everyone's one strapping, <laughs> just see what everyone does. And in Virginia, everybody one strap or two straps. In Oklahoma City, everybody one strapped. So it's, it's crazy that um, I was just desperate for acceptance but yeah, Oklahoma City taught me a lot of stuff about myself. I worked my first job was at the movie theater at Regal. Oh yeah, we worked yes, at a Regal did. together. Yes. Yeah, and Twenty One Jump Street came out when I worked there. So yes, but I love that movie. Uh, yeah, and it's funny. I never actually saw the one strap. So I remember when I heard that joke in the beginning, I was like, uh, never seen one strap. But you know, okay. Um, what siblings do you have? Uh, are you the oldest of? I am the oldest of three. Um, so I've got a brother who's 20. He's four years younger than me, 23, 22. He lives in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. And my sister is 21. She lives in Illinois right now because that's where she's finishing school up. And then she's actually probably, when she graduates, her boyfriend um, lives on Lake Norman in oh, uh, yeah. in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. And he owns a boat detailing business and... Uh, she'll probably she'll very likely move to Charlotte ish yeah. area yeah, that it's area. Like not even thirty minutes north yeah. is like Norman's right there. Yeah, she'll she'll probably move out there when she graduates, and and start their life there in in North Carolina. Um, but yeah. So five years between you and second kid. Yes, me and Cameron are 
She's 21. I'm 27, almost 28. So about six-ish years. Okay. So a little seven, gap, Six, yeah. seven years. And the first kid's always the guinea pig, too. So, like, you're just figuring it out. You know, I had my brother, like, don't do that. So. Right. Whereas I was that guy. And growing up, I was the jealous sibling. Whereas, like, your brother was probably jealous of your parents being oh, less yeah. lenient on you on certain things. Whereas I had, you know, I had the curfew be home at 930 when my brother and sister were like, eh, do whatever the hell you want. My brother thought I was the favorite, the golden child, the, like, they love me more because of, like, being the youngest and gave me more time and this, this, and that. It's like, it sucks that he felt that way because it's honestly just that I acted accordingly. Like, I acted good, so I, I guess, was rewarded good. I used to think I was the favorite, but I, I've accepted that that's my sister. My sister's the favorite easily. I mean, she's the only girl, her oh, yeah. and dad from since, you know, daddy daughter type thing. Her and my dad have always had this bond. She's the favorite. That's okay. I'm probably the second favorite. No offense. No shade to Griffin. I don't know, man. It, if I was my parents, it'd be tough to pick a favorite because we're all so cool in our own ways. I mean, my brother has the thing that my dad always wanted in a son, not to say that I'd disappointed him in any way but my brother is the car guy the sports guy loves all that shit my dad can him and him can talk about and my brother's in construction also works for the same company um so they have that whole thing the only thing me and my dad ever bonded about was video games my dad was the one who hooked up a ps1 in front of me for the first time and i have him to thank for the fact that i have a playstation 5 because if i had never played video games with him i don't know if i ever would have um so my siblings are, are, and they were always athletes. My siblings were athletes or are, are athletes. And did you uh, try or did you just weren't? Oh, I tried everything, man. Oh, kind of like how you were talking about, like you try, you had like a different sport every night. I tried across all these different moves. I did soccer. I did T-ball. I did golf, which I'm still, you know, trying to get back into now. I did, God, I swam. Uh, I was the slowest of the three of us, so that didn't work out very long. Um, and it just got to the point where swimming was the last sport I played. And it got to the point where it was like, I'm not good enough to play in high school, so I'm not going to go and join some club or something. Whereas my brother and sister were both good enough to be in a club outside of school, but also swim for their school. And they both swam for their school. And they both got scholarships for swimming. Um so I've just I was just never an athlete, and that's why even like to this day, like you guys got to drag me out of the house to go play golf because it's like, God, I'd rather not. I'd really not. But I love the camaraderie. I love the time with the boys. I love even if I suck balls at golf, at least I get to drink with my buddies for four hours. That's the like, beauty in golf. Mm -hmm. At least you're outside. At least you there's alcohol involved, and at least yeah. you get to hang out, smoke a cigar. You can usually someone wants to get a drink after you play. I mean, it's it's the camaraderie for me. I mean. Yeah, I'd rather spend $50 to do something else, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, I get you. I um I went to a huge high school and what's a bummer is that my both my parents grew up in like the similar area and went to the smaller high schools. Yeah. Now my fiance, same thing, 10-15 minutes away from where I lived, but went to a tiny high school. Her graduating class was 97 people. Who? Gr Courtney, Your mother? Courtney. Courtney. My fiance, yeah. Her um graduating class was 97 people. Mine was 950 people. Yeah, mine was around 650. Yeah, and so my high school was so big and um I didn't I played 
every sport growing up and then i stuck to like you kind of have to stick to like three when you're 16 ish right because you can't play multi um yeah they kind of phase them out and you just prioritize on like the big three yeah big two and it's just a bummer looking back i wish i did swimming i wish i did track i wish i did but like to those sports you have to be a scorer i imagine i know with track I, i don't know swimming as much but like you know, there's probably 20 people extra on these teams that are go to the meets and they they participate, but they're not scorers. Like it, they're not going up against the other school's best people. So you're you don't really matter. And to me, that wasn't appealing. Right. I went, but now looking back, I'm like, I would have just loved to be there with the team and do it. Um, right. That's a really good thing. I'd never even thought of. Like when you play football, you or baseball or you know, whatever you're going to see the field, you are seeing the field and you're a part of something. Yeah. You have a job. Your time you touch the ball matters. Right. Whereas with swimming track, golf, even tennis, you are trying to beat everybody around you. It's kind of like the sales thing. You, your, your objective is to be better. Like, yeah, you and all your buddies might play golf, but secretly you are striving to be better than all of them. And if you fall in the middle of the pack, you, I don't want to say don't matter, but you kind of don't matter. Like I always think of track because we had so like track at my huge high school, they took anyone who wanted to. Yeah, I joined track. Yeah. yeah there'd be like hundred plus yeah. kids on yeah. the team and like so many shit. of, and they're all, like, most of them are in the meets. Right. And you, you don't matter. You like, forget about them. Yes. Yeah, so it's yeah. like the scores go, you look at the times that places mm-hmm. and then the rest will go, but like, you don't even, yeah. you, you might see the top three people, but no one's looking at four through ten right like in my race i won but like you didn't you went against the lower tier kids in their school so it just the competitor in me and the wanting to be the best didn't i was like well i know i'm pretty fast but i'm not as fast as the kids on the football team that are also doing track because it's their off season so they're going to be the scorers and the sprinters so and I, i wasn't long distance so i knew i didn't fall in any of those so i was like yeah i could sprint and be decent but i'm not gonna be a scorer and it just didn't appeal to me at the time but going back i wish i did it for the camaraderie man my friend that was on the track team says he still talks to all those guys really day he was in their wedding and all that cool stuff wow that's amazing yeah so with the brother and sister thing i mean we have the other side of the coin on a few things um you're the oldest and i'm the youngest Mm -hmm. and then you moved around a lot and i stayed in one area my whole childhood my whole life yeah that's the other thing i was thinking about that i was actually talking about somebody about this today I don't remember shit I at good, all. I have a good memory. I remember everything. Well, I have, a, I have a very, very poor memory. I remember faces and I remember people, but in terms, if you were like, what was, I think the, the farthest back I remember is sixth grade. Anything before that? Nothing. Really? Nothing. I was actually just talking to a buddy of mine where we were like, name every teacher you've ever had. Oh God, I can't. I, I was like 90%. I was pretty good. Really? I, I can remember like all of them. Seriously. Almost. I do remember my fifth High grade teacher. High school's tough because then you had stupid Tahara. bullshit classes. Yeah. Tahara was weird because his name was spelled T-E-J-E-R-A. And I said Mr. Tajera and it's Tahara. I do remember that. He was my fifth grade teacher. But then Mr. My, I remember sixth grade so well because my teacher, he was like 25 looking back like he had he was so young but he was probably the only one you had like that like i think we talked about this once yeah. before that our teachers were all old 
Mm-hmm. If you had a young one, it stood out. Like you remember, I remember like the two young teachers I had and they're young. They were like 32. Right. So, but now, right now, 2023, about 2024, you see uh, 21 year olds that yeah. we know that they're are teachers. teaching like ninth grade, 10th grade. And right. it's like, you're the same age almost. Yeah. As those it is crazy. Teaching. It's, I actually saw this TikTok this morning that was actually really funny that someone had sent me and it was this guy and he was like, he was like, I am 30 years old. He was like, am I, at this point in my life, my parents, when they were 30 years old, like raising me, he was like, I am 30 years old. I am an adult. Am I the person that my kids would look up to when my parents went to somebody's house party and it was their adult friends and I had to go play with the other kids? He's like, I am an adult. My teachers were adults. I am now the age of most of my teachers. He was like, that is such a crazy thing to grasp. I don't know if you and Court have ever sat here. There was a night a few weeks ago that me and Catherine were sitting right here where we're watching TV, and I paused the show, and I just looked over at her, and I was like, we're, like, functioning members of society now. Like, you go from riding a school bus every day, you know, submitting tests, homework, whatever, to just contributing to the economy like you teach the youth of our country i work in finance i was like we're, we're just and we're married now you know we're we do the whole honey i'm home like dinner's ready when i get home we do laundry on the weekends we are like like our friend group we're like the friends we're like jennifer aniston and ross we're we're, we're besides the fact that we're all with our respective people but like we have that relationship we are in that place and that's such a weird concept to grasp because when you're a kid you're like those are adults they're big people whereas most of the time i mean my parents had me when they were in their younger 20s i am the same i am older now than my dad was when he had me when they had me yeah i which was, is insane to think about yeah my mom got married at 17 she had to have wow. her dad sign off on it really yep and then she had my brother at 19 and then six years later had me, but still that makes her 25. So how's your mom right now? Uh, 54. Okay. 53, 54. So your, your mom is around, my parents are 54, 53. Yeah. And I have plenty of friends who their uh, parents were um, teen moms and stuff. So, but just in general, even if they weren't uh, like teen moms, they were 25 and younger typically. And yeah, we're I'm 28, turning 29 in a month and a half, and we're just now starting to talk about kids. And it's crazy because you feel, and when you look at it that way, you start feeling like, however that your day is that day, you're starting to you look at it like, oh, failure, like oh this, oh that. You're late, you're you're delayed. It's it's however you're looking at it, but it is super weird when you put it that way. The fact that our 10 year reunion from graduation just happened, like mine. Did you go? No, we didn't have one, I don't think. Um, and yeah, mine would be like last year because I was 2013. It's just insane, man. And the fact that I'm turning 30 in a year in a month, it's just crazy. And and I have a lot of cousins, and they and I'm one of the youngest, second to youngest uh, grandkid. And the youngest grandkid and I were just talking about how it's insane how we're the age of like the older cousins that we used to always think were old. Right. Yeah. My successful cousin's a lawyer and she like graduated college to become a lawyer at 
like 26 or whatever. And we used to always like think about her age like that. And now we're like past that. It's like insane how, how old we are. But I don't, I was just talking to a good friend about this, that I don't feel old. Like I feel 22. I really do. I mean, recovery, not so much, you know, if you have a night out or working out and stuff, you don't, I don't recover as well as I used to, but mentally I feel 22. Yeah. Like, really do. I'm just now hitting the point where I get hangovers Me for too. the first, you know, several years of my 20s, which is also a really weird sentence to say out loud. Like, oh, yeah, early in my 20s. That sounds such like an old person thing to say. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You should see, you should hear me at work, dude. When I'm talking to kids like 18 year olds, 17 year olds about like saving their money and stuff, I always preface it and I say, listen, I'm about to sound like your dad right now. But like, save your money, yada, yada, this, yada, yada, that, spend the credit card wisely, do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. I always get done with those conversations and I'm like, I probably sound like a boring old man. Like people probably see me, they see the beer, they're probably like, that just, that's just some old lame dude. Like, do you think like, if you and I, without it being weird, walked into a middle school right now, they'd look at us and be like, what are these losers doing here? Yeah, I always think if I went back to my high school... Right. To say hi to my teachers, I would get that look or something. Right. The kids would be like, who's this lame ass? I like, actually feel like I'm in this um, limbo middle age where I don't know if I think I'm the old guy who is this old dude or something because I don't, maybe not, I don't know. I don't think I look old either. So I don't know where I fall. Like when you said about like you walk into a middle school, I don't know what they would think because my niece thinks I'm young and... Courtney's niece thinks I'm young, so I kind—I of, guess that means I look young. But I also know I don't look 18, or like I just graduated either. Right. So I don't know like what a a teenager would think I look like. You know, it's an amazing thing to hear. So as you know, we we just took this big family trip to Disney, and I have some of my dad's younger sisters have kids that are, I think one of them's three one of them's five and one of them's 11 or seven and 11 some they're they're younger than 10 and i have a couple that one of them is 18 she just graduated high school and then i have one that's 15 and i was talking to their parents and i was just shooting the, we were just shooting the shit and i was just like one of them i had particularly been hanging out this whole vacation with my cousin that is 15 his name's nolan and, you know, my whole life, he's just been this like little kid, but now he like, he went through this growth spurt. He's like an athlete. He's a really, he's a bro. He's a really cool dude. And my aunt was just like, thanks so much for hanging out with Nolan this whole time. Like it's, I'm sure he's felt real cool hanging out with like the older cousin. And I was like, is that how they think about me? Like the cool older cousin? She was like, oh, you have no idea. They look at you, your younger cousins, and they think like, he's so cool. And after I walked away from that conversation, I was like, that feels so cool to hear. Like to hear that, like my siblings obviously don't feel that way because like I'm their brother or whatever. But like hearing from somebody that's either 18 or 15 or 11, that's like, I want to hang out with Logan because we think he's cool. Like, that's cool to hear. Yeah, I think she nailed it. I mean, I thought that about my older cousins. Right, I, I just, did too. I wanted to hang out with them all the time. I think there was like four or five of them that were all within a year or two. Right, and like you'd have were, the adults table and then the oh, older cousins okay. table and then the younger cousins table. I so bad. I didn't even want to be at the adults table. I wanted to be with my older cousins. Yeah, and now I'm buddies with my older cousins, and it feels like I made it. Yeah, 
just I, I circled this earlier and I didn't finish it was the my aunts and uncles, my mom's uh, siblings, like they're all going through this stupid grudge that they're not talking. And we as cousins said, let's do it. Let's get them together. And it didn't fall. It didn't work because of uh, scheduling. But my grandma was really like depressed over it that they weren't all talking. Like, I mean, if your kids aren't talking, that's right. It's got to be horrible. Exactly. So we said, let's just cheer grandma up. So I, this is a really cool story. I went to my cousins like, hey, let's just show up there. Every party used to be at my grandma's. Big Italian family at her house. And whether it was just Sunday dinners was a, was a normal thing for us Italians and everything. Always pasta on Sundays going over there. And then every holiday, of course. And then COVID honestly just fucked everything up. Um, we stopped going over there and then she also hit an age where she didn't want to host as much and then just everyone started doing their own thing and my family's never recovered never been the same but we i said okay i'm gonna i'm in town from out of town and let me say grandma i'm gonna come over and see you i'm gonna bring pizza and wings over we're gonna go over there and see you okay Corey, is it just you and courtney yeah yeah just us and my brother will come and and that'll be it we get there and i told all my cousins like 10 of them show up I'm here now. And uh, I bought like five pizzas and like 48 wings. Like, and I brought in one pizza and like one little sleeve of wings showing like, hey, just here for dinner. Everything looked good. And then I'm like trying to keep us just talking. And she's like, why aren't we eating yet? And I'm like, oh, you know, I told her one cousin, the youngest, Marie. I was like, Marie's coming. So once she gets here, we'll eat. And then she shows up and we're just talking about how's life. She lives in New York City in Manhattan. So she like was talking about that. I was talking right. about my life. And then perfect timing, you know, a couple cousins start rolling in. And they all just came in like the floodgates were open. Yeah. It was so cool, man. My grandma, she probably was the just, happiest she's been you in years. saw her face though. Like at first glances, like dropped her jaw, her yeah. eyes, everything is just like, what are you guys doing here? And then it was like, we're just here to be with you. Yes. And and then she was happy. And then, but it was so funny because she's got to change everything. And she had a knee replacement surgery and she's like, doesn't move around that well. And she's just like trying to get everything. I got to go get chairs out of the basement. Um, right, you know, grandma, one of those big, stay sitting down. We got it. Exactly. You know, the big dining room tables that you pull out and you go grab the inserts oh, yeah, out for of the sure. back closet to go oh, yeah. put them in there. For sure. We got to go do that. We got to do this and that. I go back to the car and I get the rest of the food. She's like, you motherfucker. You know, and I was <laughs> like, grandma, we're doing this. And it was amazing, man. We were just all reminiscing, talking. She had a smile on her face the whole time. We didn't leave her house till 11. Wow. And she didn't even kick us out or anything. And like we, we were, all of us were tired. So we just started rolling out when we were tired and she was doing most of the talking the like last hour. She loved it. Yeah. It was amazing. And so we got to cheer her up, especially since the holidays were a little rough on her. And, you guys and have no idea. I mean, maybe you do, but you guys have no idea how happy that made her and how special that was for her. That yeah. was incredible. We that you honestly guys did, did that. because it was vocal on how depressing things have been lately. Like, huge family and she has a bunch of kids and that no one really like called around Thanksgiving to invite her to that. And that was the first time in her life. And so Christmas, uh, she first time in her life, no Christmas tree, no presents, no tree, no nothing. I'm not doing shit. Fuck you all type of deal, you know? And I heard that through the grapevine and I'm just like, all right, well that's so not right for her. So we got to cheer her up. So I'm so glad we, we got to make that happen. And, you know, the fucking, uh, the siblings, they'll figure their shit out. That's kind of like what we said. Like, we were making jokes all night about 
they just because they're messing up and holding stupid grudges doesn't like, mean we have to exactly and and we're all gonna stay tight and i think it like that's the thing is when your family tree talks that's just happiness in itself like she i told her like my cousins like didn't understand my younger cousin and, and i was just like it's just when your kids don't talk that's got to be seriously sad and so yeah, so us being tight made her so much happier. And I think she caught the gist too. Like, yeah, they're grown ups. They'll figure it out. It just takes too long. Like, it's literally, they'll hold it for like two years and not talk. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, right. if I, like, if that's I, your sibling. I don't go that long, man. I'll go like a month tops with a, if someone I care about and want to keep that with whoever. And I'll, t- I'll reach out, I'll make it work, whatever it is. Yeah. I'll even shoot the desperation text. Like, if I did something, tell me if, Let's just get together. Come on, come on. Come on. Like, but you know, so it's in a great place. I felt like I, um, you know, got the family back together, man. That's like, awesome. I was dude. like, this is when I, I was only there for like three, four days. I was like, this is one of those days. I'm doing this. Like, we're making it happen. Coordinate it with uh, one or two of them, and then they 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 invited the rest of them. So super happy I could make that happen for all of us. And family thing has been, uh, you know, really really tough lately for all of us and myself so i was just so stoked like i came back here really happy that that happened sure and uh yeah i mean just stepping stones but it sucks because the second i get back here i hear uh you know more things not going great it's just like man like can't you guys do it yourself like figure it out i'm like Corey doesn't have to be the freaking glue right like, you guys can figure it out right. like i don't got to get everyone together because it's honestly that's how it went like when i was home i went to lunch with my mom and brother and they've never done lunch them too so i had to bring us together um my dad and my mom like they've been divorced 10 years almost and like they're finally talking now too and they went to dinner with me for Wow, that's something. nice. Yeah, it was the first time we've done that since I was a kid. Wow, so that's there's, amazing. There's stuff like that that like I'm really happy I could be a part of, but the other um, the other big chunk of it is I just wish they could do it themselves too. But sure, you know, things will happen. I, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Was your was your parents' divorce nasty? Oh yeah, really? Oh yeah, and uh, I think it fucked my brother up because he saw a lot more than I did. You think that led to a lot of his problems? Or do you think that was coming in regardless? So he was a horrible student, hated school, um, really, really bad ADHD. So like part of it wasn't even his fault. He couldn't pay attention sure. to if he wanted to. Sure. And then he, um, you know, his he's six years older. He saw a lot more than I did, so I can't speak on it. But I do think that fucked him up. Sure. And then uh, he also had a bad friend group. So the years that form you. Yeah, 10 through 18, he had bad friend group that sure. got into drugs and just, you know, drinking at 14 and stuff. I think yeah. that stuff, that's, like, it's it's yeah. tough. I mean, cigarettes and beer at, like, adolescence is like, that'll get you. I mean, sure, you can turn it around. I have some friends that, like, say sure. that they did that, sure. too. But, yeah. but anyways, yeah, I he definitely, the friend group, I think, was the biggest thing. Like, I was so, and he was into sports growing up like I was, but he fell out early, and I kept with it. So I think, like, I'm going to, raise my kids to do sports like all the time because it just the camaraderie man the the team is only as strong as your weakest link you want to be as good for your teammates you don't want to drop the game losing ball you right there's just so much about sports that i love and the competitiveness it makes you want to be good at your job when you're older like i just love sports man i think it saved my life type deal really yeah man i mean i 
I love sports. It's just, it really helped me be the person I am today. And me and court, and I always knew I wanted to be with an athlete and right. she was an athlete. I met her. What'd she play? Yeah. So I'll, I'll hit our background real quick. She, yeah. she basketball player, tall girl, you know how yeah. girls oh, yeah. grow quicker than guys. Oh yeah. She was a tall girl. Um, beautiful, like just should have been a model. I don't, I have no idea why not, but <laughs> freaking beautiful. And she like, she played basketball. She was like, her name is like in the rafters, like really? most blocks, like amazing just, just swatter record like, holder. Yeah. Heck yeah. And she was a really, really good basketball player. Was on varsity in like seventh, eighth grade or something. Wow. Yeah. Cause she was tall and everything. And so she can shoot hoops. Well, yeah. And that's the thing too. It's not just a center where they teach you just to just stand in the paint. Like she can shoot. Like we go to the gym now and she just drains shots. She still got it. That's amazing. Yeah. And so she was really good hooper. So long story short, my friend Connor and I got really close through middle school basketball at, at uh, St. Margaret's Church and played CYO basketball growing up and everything. And we got really tight. Um, I hung out at his house all the time. And he had a cousin who's Courtney and his first cousin. And I was just like, and he has, Connor has a little brother that they had like 10 years after him. So big accident. Whoops. Uh, had a little kid. And so we're all like 15, Whoa. we're all like 15. His youngest brother's turning like three, two, three years old. I remember his second birthday party and I'm over there and he's, wow. a, he's big Italian family. And I was just like, you know, the more the merrier, like lasagna, sure. ziti and all the rest all always there. <laughs> and so we're all going over there and I'm like, Connor's your cousin going to be there? Like, cause you know, this is my space early Facebook era. And I'm like, your cousin, man. I told him when we were in like sixth grade, I'm going to marry your cousin. Really? I did. Like everyone knows. And like Courtney still to this day will show me. She has a ton of the screenshots of me like calling her beautiful. And like I said, I love you in like 10th grade to her on her Facebook wall. Like I was like all about her. Like I had a crush on her my entire life. And I was always looking forward to her being at Connor's family's parties and she would be. And then it would be that awkward, like I'm going to sit next to her, but not talk to right, her, yeah. you know, that whole thing. And, um, wow, she was my adorable. She was my first date. Wow. We both got dropped off to see the Lorax in movie theater <laughs> when that came out. And, um, we touched hands like once during the whole movie. Like that oh, was yeah. it. Like just, Oh yeah. All right, cool movie. All right. See ya. Our parents right. dropped us off and picked us up. And like, that was it. And so, I, a year after that, I had an all guys basketball rented out a gym birthday party for me and had 35 guys. And then I invited her. She was the only girl there. She she, come? Yep. She showed up. The the funniest part of the story is, and I still have the picture. I actually have a big picture. I framed it of everyone that was there. She's wearing jeans and she, to this day, it's so funny. We laughed so hard about how I didn't tell her it was a basketball party, but I told her where it was, and she knew what it was. Right. I mean, the place, to be fair, is, uh, is an athletic club that has multiple different places inside yeah. of it. So it's so funny. She just, like, had a sweatshirt and, like, uh, jeans and stuff. And, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, and so, I mean, she hooped in the jeans. It, luckily, but she, she still killed it. She wore sneakers. It wasn't, like, sandals or something weird. Yeah. Um, she, you know... Wasn't a tomboy, but wasn't um, wasn't girly either, though. So yeah. she just was in the middle, and she was all about it. She hooped, and we had a great time. And 
uh yeah just like i was i abandoned my party to go say bye to her walked on the stairs stand by, yeah. the, by there like debating on kissing her and all oh, that of like course. yeah that whole thing and then she leaves and then um we kept in contact and everything and then the biggest part years later we both had long relationships in between like we're we were long relationship people never were like single for a long time either of us and we were never in and out of relationships like she had a long one i had a long one that type of deal and uh when both of ours ended still we've been friends forever and so she's in college doing like her first year in miami and she texted me when she came home for like a spring break and she was just like hey want to catch up yeah sure come over to my mom's house um she gets to my mom's house she sits on the couch i'm like you want some water i remember this so vividly and i'll always remember it is that I go to the kitchen, grab two cups of water on my way. I'm like still in the kitchen, can't see her. I'm walking around and I go, are you still with so-and-so? And she's like, no, are you still with so-and-so? And I was like, no. And I freaking stopped. There's like a drop off to the living room, like a big step. And I stood up on the step. I wouldn't even step down it. And I was just like, stared at her. And she just stared at me. And I had this huge smile on my face. And that was the like, oh yeah. We're doing this yeah, thing. we're exactly. Oh, yeah, we're doing this. Yeah, and like, it was just like a heart. It like, was, you guys just like decided that day that it was gonna, or the, in that moment. In that moment, you know, just kept talking more. Obviously, yeah. like it was like a. It was very, almost like a non-communicated thing. It was it like, was like, like a the movie. universe came together. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, now's like the, now's like, the time. Not to relate it to the Notebook, but that's the first movie that came to <laughs> mind. Is like when he starts, like when he when he first starts taking her places and first starts like hanging out with her that like just staring at each other and not saying anything right. and just smiling like that happened yeah. all the time. Right. That same day she was just going to come over, hang out, talk a little and leave. Right. That happened. She hung out the whole night. We ended up right. like we had similar friend groups and stuff. And I, uh, well, I had, you know, her cousin Connor, she was friends with his friends and I obviously had a ton of friends and, we had this big thing at Tully's restaurant, big spot in upstate New York. Tully's is awesome. And we all were like, we're going to go to Tully's and uh, we should all go. We had a huge table. We went and she sat right across from me and we just kept like like drinking our water, like just staring at each, at other, each and, other. Yeah. And laughing about nothing. Just looking at each other. Oh, my God. And uh, just so in love. We all in our whole friend group knew that we were like had crushes on each other. Like we always would try to make a point to like see each other. If there was like a party that our schools like knew people from like I was like you better go to this tonight like this is years prior and I was just like yeah like I'll see you tonight type thing and nothing ever but just like sure yeah but like because we were friends first so right. it wasn't like I was never hitting on her right. it was always just like how's life and this and that and yeah. like I knew I met her family like early on too and it was never anything crazy and um I love our story man I really do That's like, so cute yeah like didn't meet on the internet, met in person, first date, all this other stuff. Like I told Connor, man, I'm going to marry your cousin. So I'm glad it, you know, it's working. It's that working way. out so far. Oh my gosh. I mean, there's time for her to turn back, but not. Nah, looks like the odds are in your favor. The rock on her finger reminds her, man, ah. this is, this is for real. <laughs> ah, that's right, this man. This is for real. And she knows, and she, oh, we, yeah. we talk all the time daily about like the, the wedding thing, but it's looking more like we're just going to get married first before yeah. it, because it's so hard coordinating the wedding with my f whole family in Syracuse and, yep. and, um, her uncles and aunts and cousins are in Syracuse still, but her immediate family's here. So the obvious choice is to make just the four or five people here sure. 
Yeah, like travel up to Syracuse where there's going to be like 60 of my family already right. there. So that's always been the plan. But I just said this to her, man, like three, four days ago, I'm in Syracuse and I'm like, I, I, we we drove around, we went to the store, we're walking out of the store and I'm like, Court, I just, I don't like it here anymore. I'm so glad you got me to move. Like, I just couldn't imagine like still living here. <coughs> and right. yeah, and I just, I, I don't. So your wedding's supposed to be about you. You want to be happy A to Z. Like A to Z meaning like from the week leading up is Oh yeah, for sure. And so I can't imagine myself. We just talked about this actually right before I came over is that I don't want the whole fly up the week before and stay at a friend's house or my parents' house in some crappy bed in a weird guest room and like worry about what they got going on that week or even get a hotel in Syracuse and pay a thousand dollars for a week. <laughs> and we don't have a car up there. So it's right. just like, there's so many things. That it would have been difficult to coordinate and plan a wedding and get from here to there. And for her to get to where she needs to go for you to get where you need to go. It just would have been, well, just be a lot there. There's hard parts to it that if I loved it and was all about it, we would have made all that stuff work. Yeah. But, sure. but just like, I don't know, man, I just don't love the area as much. And here I go again, shitting on Syracuse, but it's unintentional. You, it's just heart to heart. Like I want to be in complete Zen when I have that wedding, like where there's no worry in the world. And I'm so grateful that she's the type of person that didn't, um, didn't like have these huge, like, I want my wedding at the Plaza Hotel or right. just, you know, like those. Right. And, I want to be a princess. And just to be fair, I, after I proposed to her, like the days after, I was just like fully transparent, babe. Like, do you want a big wedding? Like, what was like, you were growing up, were you a five-year-old girl? Like, I can't wait for a big wedding. Like, was that your thing? And she goes, no, never was. I was like, really? Okay. Because if it was, let's ball out. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Like, yeah. whatever you want. You know, I want it to be your best day of your life. Yeah. And she was like, I never had those dreams. And I was just like, okay, cool. Like, I'm glad I got to ask you that. And you told me in full confidence, like, what you felt. So now balls in both of our courts, we get to actually do what we want. We both want the same thing where we want our loved ones around. But, um, you know, it's there's no pressure. That's right. the best part. Like, there's no pressure. So it's just like the Zen feeling. Like, I just want our loved ones are us to be good. Like we're not going to fight over what color the napkins are stupid, no. you know, stupid shit that you hear. That's stupid. Yeah. We're not going to argue over any of the things that are there. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be simple. Um, but like we both realized tonight and that we just want to be married and we don't care how that happens. So financially, um, cause right now, 2024 weddings are expensive. Yeah. I'd imagine more. It's easy, so. to, it's easy to drop thirty ba uh, bands on a wedding. And prior to COVID, thirty <clears throat> bands was like you're, you're, you're somewhere nice, doing crazy things with a huge thing. But now thirty bands can be just like, um, you know, a, sm a small country club with with like a hundred people. Sure. So I don't. It's all gone up. Um, her brother got married before COVID, and we've price checked and everything, talking to them, and, and we're like, yeah, it's gone up. So wow. So we it's were not like, even about the love anymore, man. It's a business. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I it, we're gonna do the love thing first. We're probably gonna get married, but nothing set in stone. So I can't fully talk on that because you know anything changes. It changes daily for both of us. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So because like, if we did this podcast right before I went home like Christmas, even if we did this, I'd be like, yeah, no, we're going to have the wedding in Syracuse. Like it's happening. 
But then I'm up there and I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like, I just want to, I want to be comfortable. And it kills me to have to have my grandma travel, you know, that type mm-hmm. of deal. Cause it's mm-hmm. not comfortable. No. Um, so, cause planes are tiny, dude. Like if you're even a little overweight, you're not comfy. Oh, oh no. I mean, I'm six foot even and my knees touch the front seat in front of me. So it's like, it's not comfy no matter how you slice it and, and the travel on your body and then making 50 people get a hotel too. That's something I'm really not looking forward to. So the wedding is still TBD, still definitely going to have to be talked about. But I mean, we're just so happy that like, there's no pressure on like where, when, how much and yeah. beautifulness. It's really just like, we're going to get married first and then we'll figure that out. Right. Cause we have other financial goals. Like we want to buy a house here because mm-hmm. right now we're running. Um, and yeah, I mean, want to own a couple homes, rent them all out and then right. just figure out that. But and my big thing is I want a big yard, yeah. the house I settle in. Yeah. Um, and that's harder now because so many houses are being built and yards are getting smaller. It's and true. Anything with a yard is bread, a right. lot of money. So there's, there's a lot to be said about, about weddings. I mean, Catherine and I don't fight very often. I mean, we bicker, but every couple bickers yeah. and says, oh, shut up, you idiot. Like yeah. every couple does that. Mm-hmm. But the most we've ever fought was during our wedding planning year. I mean, we we didn't fight, but it was just like clear disagreements because I was the little girl that dreamed about a big wedding. For the, for the record, like I respect everyone's thing. Well, I, I didn't dream of it, but you know, like I have, you know, six siblings on my mom's side, five siblings on my dad's side. I knew my wedding was going to have to be big. We invited 150 people to our wedding and 80 of them were family. Uh, just mine, not even hers. So, I'll, you know, I I definitely can emphasize the, the point you made about like, it's y'all's day. Screw everyone else. If if nobody in your entire guest list likes black olives, but you guys want a finger food with black olives, order it. It's your day. Who gives a shit? If if you're ordering Little Caesars pizza to cater it, if everyone hates Little Caesars, fuck them. Fuck it's your up. wedding. Yeah. They're going to eat it because you're providing it. Yeah. But. We've been engaged since September, <clears throat> which is, uh, yeah, five months ago or whatever, and the first month or two after it was talks like this, but not so much about the like fuck it mentality. It was the like accommodation mentality. And, well, and now it's finally creeping into the, it's our day thing. It's so funny. Cause it's cliche. Everyone says like, it's your day. Do exactly what you want. You hear it and you try to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really hard until you finally let that sink in. Well, it's, 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 it's your day and yeah, it's cheesy, but I mean, for the most part, unless, you know, her parents fork over some dough and your your mom and, and dad help out. Like, we were lucky enough to have both of our parties involved with it, but um, we still forked, forked over a good chunk of money ourselves because there were... We, we went into our wedding with three priorities. We didn't want people to be bored. We didn't people want to, to leave thirsty or hungry. So we put a lot of emphasis on the DJ, the entertainment. We put a lot of emphasis on the food and we put a lot of emphasis on the alcohol package and options um because i knew that my, fa- my i know my family likes to party my family likes to drink um our friends like to party our friends like to drink so i knew going into it that we were going to have to have a pretty high set situation i mean we spent 
$4,500 on our DJ. We spent, well, funny enough, also, our DJ, luckily, um, was a family friend. He's the MC for the uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. So he's the guy running around the stadium doing the little DJ things with the players and with the mascots and all the things. But he has this business called Porta Party. This this sounds like an ad. Uh, a Porta Party Porta Party DJs. And and he did it, and he was expensive, but I also had to pay for him to get down from St. Louis. And my it was a buddy my dad went to high school with, and he's very successful doing what he does. And my dad was like, it's y'all's day, but please hire Todd. Please hire him. You won't forget regret it. And we won't regret it, dude. If you if we could time travel back and be like the ghost of Christmas past watching our wedding transpire, every attendee, even the people who had no business dancing. The people who were too old to dance, everyone danced. The dance floor was crowded the entire time. And looking around during the time and just seeing that the money we spent went to the right place, it was so worth it. It, it, And like you said, you want to be comfortable on your wedding day. I mean, I woke up. I spent the entire day at a pool. I got my beard trim and my hair cut. I did exactly what I wanted to do. She was off with the girls doing the makeup and the hair and all the things. So I invited my best friends over and we partied all day and partied all night. It was great. And But I will say that like a lot of people, like one of my wife's cousins got married and they probably spent 20 grand on flowers alone. And it's like, we didn't. We bought fake flowers from Walmart and fake flowers from this place and Hobby Lobby. And we we did a lot of, we cut a lot of corners, but that's because our priorities were food, drink, and entertainment. Because one thing I can say, and there will be people in your family that, that make this point because there are people in my family that did as well. Yes, it's your day, but but some would argue that your job for the wedding is to make sure that your guests are accommodated for and like having your whole family fly down from Cuse is it's a tall order and some of them might not make it and unfortunately you just have to accept that that's the case yeah and i did this i mean most of my family is still in the midwest and they're all across the country and i invited everybody and i said if you can come come we'd love to have you if not you know whatever everybody came except yeah. for one of my cousins who was very pregnant during it and we got married, you know, a little towards the end of COVID-ish, a year and a half or so ago. And COVID wasn't really an issue at that time. But, you know, she was very pregnant. She was like, you know, I don't want to risk flying down the in, you know, I'm I'm still salty about it. Yeah, but um That's the thing that But that's keep- the thing about weddings is, you know, you gotta accept that not everyone can make it. And it was a rip roaring time, dude. But I mean, at the end of the day, we spent $30,000 like that. Yeah. And it wasn't all our money, of course. It was other contributing parties. But it's easy to drop thirty grand. Easy. Super. I mean, I had cousins that had $50,000, $60,000 weddings. And it, it's it's just, it's it's an industry, man. We've always joked and said, if we start a business ever, we should go into wedding business. Because yeah. you can charge whatever the fuck you want to. And people will pay it. Yeah. Anything. There's people that are on the lower end of the spectrum that are like, oh, we want a smaller wedding. We, you know, we want intimacy. We want, and then there's people on the other side that are like, you got to throw a party. And that's the thing with me is that what a point that I never, I started but never finished was that I have all of these family members. And when I even 
experimented with the thought of having a small wedding. My mom's especially, my dad's family, there's less politics. But my mom's family, my mom was like, that ain't going to fly. If you're going to be the first grandkid that doesn't invite everybody to your wedding, that's going to look bad on me. And I was like, mom, but like, if they have an opinion, I was like, this is going to sound like an asshole. They got an opinion. They could pay for it. Yeah. Like, if you want me to invite all of your, like, all my other older cousins, when they got married, they invited all of my, like, my grandpa's siblings and grandma's siblings. And I was like, mom, no offense to them. I see these people once every seven years and I see them at a family reunion and they all say, oh, I haven't seen you since you were this tall. But, and they're 90 years old apiece. I was like, mom, I'm not inviting them. They're not on my priority list. Yeah. So I guess that's like the thing that could help or hurt is because like you said, if the people that can't make it, I, oh my God, that would eat me alive if, and it will. If some of the people that like I really wanted can't make it for any reason, mm-hmm. they are pregnant during the time, don't want to travel or sickness or this or that. But I guess the sickness thing could, no matter where it is, even if it's in their town, if they're sick, they're sick, they can't come. But, right. but you know what's funny? The same thing here. My uh, mom's side is more politics, bigger family. And they, I can't not invite all of them. And right. yeah, it's uh, if I invite all of them to come down here, then you know, I don't know, half can make it, half won't. Like, that might eat me alive, but at least uh, it, at least I might be getting that smaller wedding that I kind of wanted anyway. But you know what's funny? When you first started talking about the whole dance floor being packed and that, that's what I dream of, though, man. Like, I dance at every wedding I go to. Oh, for sure, dude. Oh, my God, you have to have an open bar or else it's, like, 100%, whack. 100%. You know? It's whack, absolutely. It, and my family's big drinkers, too. So, like, yeah, it you got to have all that. And I'm excited when I think about all this, but I also have to stay real and know what finances are. And my family doesn't got it like that. So they're probably not going to help. And also, well, I don't want right. to assume when you see, when you see pictures like this, doesn't it just like, like, I mean, look how many oh, people yes. are out there just boogieing, yeah, man. I mean, I want that just getting it just, everybody is out there just getting it yeah Talk, I, and the longer i wait the older people get and stuff so the less likely that's gonna happen unless you know they're partiers like us and then they'll all be out there still but there's no doubt in um entertainment for my family that that'll always be a surplus of entertainment with my family always right and it's expensive, man. But I mean, like looking back, I, do I regret our wedding at all? No, it was the best night of my life still forever. Probably will be until the birth of my child. Yeah. But um, I think we're going to do it too. But the thing is, is like finances are tight on both ends of the family. So sure. I think we're going to have to do a lot, which is cool. I actually like doing everything myself anyway. I'm the type that like if I get, get a gift, I'm always my first thing is like in my brain, like, you didn't have to do that. You know right. what I mean? Like, like I don't. How am I going to get you back now? I accept gifts respectfully and good, but I, man, I look in my soul. I'm like, you didn't have to spend your hard-earned money on me, right? Like, I'm the type that doesn't really want things done for me. I want to do it all myself. So, like, the pride in me is like, I want to fund my own wedding, but the reality is, you know, thirty grand, that type of talk, even twenty, it's tough. Um, but, but you know, I want the night of my life. It will be, even if. Even if it's not this big thing, it's going to be the night of my life anyway, because I'm getting married to the love of my life. So I know that and I want it to be actually what those pictures are. I want it to be just like that. I do. And I'm going to make that happen. It's just um, 
And that's why I think we're just going to get married before it because you can't rush the finance part. You know, no. I think what I don't know this enough, but I assume weddings and funerals are like the two things that like they want the money now. They're not going to like do a payment plan. Oh, no. <laughs> Fuck no. That's what I mean. So no, they're going to I mean, you're going to put a deposit. Most of it is like deposit, deposit and then down, leading up to it. But then, the day that happens it has to be paid in full. Oh, for There's sure. No back pay. Or usually it's like, hey, two weeks before the date, you got to have everything paid or we're exactly. not coming. Yeah. And um, and into the um, DJ photographer, stuff like that. Like, you know, if we got married a year ago, I would shop a good um, photographer, good DJ, that type of stuff. But right now, like being 29, I have friends that are DJs and I have friends that are photographer. Right. They're like excelling in their career, even if they just picked it up recently. And I like supporting local business or small business anyway. So I really would love to give that business to a friend. Also, they'd have a good touch on sure. what I like anyway. Sure. And, and I mean, good, we did that for our new, photographer. Exactly. I mean, we you hadn't met them yet, but I'm sure you will at some point. But some local friends that also live here in Cartersville, their the wife's best friend is a photographer full time, and I've never really been friends friends with her. Like I've always just seen her at like their birthday parties or their Halloween parties or whatever, and like hello in passing. But as soon as we got engaged, she was like, "Who do we want our pictures to be taken by?" Because usually, I mean. This, you don't have to do this, but whoever takes your engagement photos is probably going to be the same person who takes your wedding photos just to keep the same consistency. And I was like, oh, I want Tate to do it. Tate's going to be great at it. I know she'll do great. And she's like, yeah, but we should probably shop for other people too. And I was like, yeah, but this is a person that I know and I've known for years. Yeah, I don't know her well, but I know she's great at her job. She does it full time. I know that she'd kill it. And we went with her and don't regret it at all. Yeah, and, that's the and thing. Again, local business, small business, yeah, like a pri- friend business. Price aside, like I would love to have you get that business. Certainly, yeah. certainly. And you get to put it in your portfolio or your... Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm i excited. I really... We're, it's a work in progress. We're planning it actively. So that's really... It's, it's exciting, man. I mean, it's one of the best times of my life right now. And I actually feel like I'm doing me, you know? Like it's my life first. That was the move man like i had too much weight on my shoulders before i moved now i'm ex- i'm like focusing on my my health um my home my dog my you know my relationship and just trying to build and just trying to do all that stuff so it's really good man trying to <clears throat> find your priorities and um the move has just been amazing weather here's great life's great right our relationship's never been better so and the friends, you guys, like you guys just have made us feel so welcome, so fun, such good times. And like, just, we never feel like we're a burden, intruding, anything like that. Like you guys are just so great. So I wanted to ask you this a while ago. Sure. Cause you know how we were talking about siblings and all that and our parents and how they are qualities we picked up on. Are you, have you always been funny? Like, were you like funny kid, like trying to be a class clown in like first grade or like, um, I don't know again because you know I I I don't remember shit because you're one of the funniest people I've ever met and it's natural you don't try you don't spit bits or anything like that like it's just so casual like you could just be at a dinner table and you're just like we're just just, throwing shit out left and right and and the zingers are like you don't see them coming and they're not 
all the time. So it's it's casual. It's nice. It's good. It's a breath of fresh well, air. Well, I appreciate man. that, man. That's that's really nice. I've I've not been told that before. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, some people, you know, like if they're feeling, if you, you know, you catch them once a month and they're in like a loopy mood and they're kind of funny, but sure. you're naturally funny, like every time. I appreciate that, man. That's really nice. I've actually even entertained the idea of of, of going up on an open mic and and maybe just seeing what a joke is. But like then again, like like I like what you said that I. I find scenarios funny and situations funny. I don't know if I'd be able to get up on stage and tell jokes with punchlines. I feel like if you you ever watch, I, I know you've, I know that you like Dave Chappelle. I, I don't even know if you like him, but I just know by looking at you and talking to you that you're a dude that loves Dave Chappelle. And I actually just watched his new Netflix stand-up special last night. Dude, He's got Ch a new one. The Chappelle Show in general is well, sure. like some of like me and my friend group's earliest funny memories. So. Certainly. And... And Dave is great because he doesn't tell jokes. He tells stories and, you know, ends a sentence with a funny detail or there may, there might be a grand punchline at the end of the story, but he's ultimately telling stories and he's yeah. talking about real shit yeah. and his real life and real experiences and he just makes them funny. I feel like that's the kind of comic I would be. I wouldn't be like a Burt Kreischer, which I love Burt. You know, I love Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer and all those guys, Bobby Lee, Andrew Santino, all those guys. But I feel like I'd get up on stage and not do well if it was just so I went to the supermarket last weekend. Uh, no, like that, that's not the kind of comic I'd be. I think the names you just mentioned, I like their podcasts a lot better than their stand-up. There's 1, a lot of guys like that. Um, that I like their podcast better. I mean, there's a lot of stand-up I do like that are really talented, formed bits, uh, you know, five-minute bit, five-minute bit, four-minute bit, you know, versus the story, story, story. I could see you doing everything, man. Not to hype you up, but I could see it all. So, like, if you were to start now, I could see you going to an open mic, even if it's a cafe and there's 15 people there. You could do uh, crowd work. You could do... a like, I could see you starting with a story, starting to talk to the people in the crowd, and then making zingers on those people and stuff, and then maybe doing another story. And, dude, that's, what, two stories with some crowd work in between? That's right. 15, half hour, however you long want it to right. be. That's, that's the problem, though, man, is I feel like I'd be really good at crowd work. Like, oh, yeah, where, where are you guys from? How'd you meet? Oh, you're, you know... I feel like I'd have a lot of dark humor in there too. Like I'd make like some real evil, mean comments about people and just like make it funny though. But then also I don't want to be like Matt Rife, for example. We were talking about this recently about how his standup was not great, right. but his crowd work on Instagram. I saw a clip this morning when I was getting ready for work. It's hilarious. His, his crowd work is phenomenal. The fact that he can just off the top, yeah. just come up with shit about people in his audience is just amazing. Yeah, and and his stand-up isn't bad. It's just like, I felt like it was a lot of low-hanging fruit. I yeah. felt like you could see it coming, a lot of it. And um, yeah, I mean, there's people like Andrew Schultz, who's one of my favorites. Yeah. Amazing podcaster. Yes. Amazing crowd work. Yes. And then just the specials in theaters where you can't do crowd work because there's thousands of people. Right. Amazing. Like the bits, like they're all well thought out. And I like stories people too. Like, man, I love um, Jim Jeffries and mm -hmm. like that, like those specials of the long stories of him telling about yes. Intolerant. That's a great special. Absolutely. Um, I mean, and I love comedians like Jim Gaffigan as well, who are clean comics that don't really have to feel like they have to do dirty stories or dirty jokes or cursing a lot. 
but I mean, I'm a cursor. I, I I do like I do think that adding in a bitch will add emphasis to a story and make something funny. But I, I appreciate the words, man. That yeah. that's very kind. Well, I think nowadays you can be a good mix. It's a perfect time to be uh, right in the middle because you know, like you said, um, Gaffigan, Seinfeld, mm-hmm. clean yeah. guys, and then there's like the. Like Bill Burr, the dirtier ones and Bobby stuff. Bobby Lee, Theo Vaughn. Yeah, there, you could just, be right in the middle. Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, man, Shane Gillis's yes store. Um, uh, His special, special, the beautiful dog or yes. the beautiful dogs like that. Shane was, is hilarious. Dude, that was one of the best specials I've seen in a while. It's just so funny, and he just looked so calm on stage. Like, oh my god, so funny. That's my only problem. Is I feel like I would be very scared up there. To start, I mean, you're always. I've never seen you nervous. I mean, we don't hang out obviously a lot, and we're new, newly friends. But you don't seem like a nervous type of guy. But obviously, in a situation that you're not used to, of course. Which is so funny that you say that because a guy who moved around as a kid had to make new friends every, you know, couple years. Believe it or not, is incredibly shy, and um. But you break the ice quick. I try my best to like. Yeah. At work, a lot of the members and customers and such, they say that I'm their favorite person because I'm the easiest to talk to. Yeah. I'm the most relatable. And I try my best to be relatable to everybody. We were just talking at dinner about there's people that are helping you and, and they're working and you're a customer and they're too uh, comfortable. They're too, I want to yes. just be your buddy. Yeah. And it's like, I could see you being right down the middle because... I am a uh, I am a bit of both. You can shoot the shit, you and you're gonna stay professional. You're not gonna start calling the customer bro. You know, you're like you'll be professional, but you sure. also can sidetrack and be very relatable. The one problem I do have is I say man a lot. Yeah, I'll be like, yeah, man, I agree with you, or something like that. And you don't I, have the Josh Wolf man though, the pot smoking. <laughs> I've like. I've never um I I don't know if I've ever called like a member or a customer bro. That that's probably where I would draw the line for sure. But like. And I know my audience, obviously, like if I'm sitting across from someone like you, I'd say, yeah, man, like I got you or something like that. Or like when I give people my business card, if they're young, I'll say something like, hey, if you have, if you can't figure it out, if you have a question, call me, I got you. But if it's like an older gentleman or an older woman, I'll say, hey, here's my card. If you need anything, please give me a shout. I, I'm I'm right here. You know, I, I know my audience. And that's the thing is I feel like if I did stand up and I looked into the audience and it was all older people, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to be a little more reserved and we be a little more poured back. But if I see a bunch of 20 somethings in the audience, oh, I'm going to rip roar curse. I'm going to call that guy fat. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be the funny guy. But yeah. to answer your initial question about all this, I don't think I was always trying to be a funny guy. I have my family has always laughed at me and by my family, not my immediate family. Like my, well, my mom has always thought I was hilarious. My mom is my biggest fan. I think my mom would say I'm funny as shit. My dad would say that he chuckles at things I say here and there. Um, but my aunts and uncles and cousins think I'm hilarious and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. If they hear this, they text me and be like, I agree. They've always thought I was funny. Because similar to crowd work, if you said something, I could think of something within a minute of like, this would be funny to say, so I'm going to say it. Oh, yeah. But then sometimes like 
I don't know yet where the line is. Like, how far is too far? That's also something I like to push. A lot of people are like, I don't even want to go there. I don't want to see what's too far. But I want to push that envelope. Dude, that's exactly the perk you need. That's the gene you have, you know, that you have. That's perfect. Like, in all the thoughts you're reeling off, like, those are normal thoughts because it's a territory you haven't explored yet. Right. So those are totally normal. And like you said, the crowd with the older people. But last night you had a crowd with... Um, you know, younger guys, and you were ripping and roaring. Now tonight, you're thrown off because you see old parents in the in the crowd, and you don't know what's too far, and you, you might be reserved. But no, that's like jokes bomb. Like yeah. we've we've been just hanging out, and I'm, I've, we've had jokes bomb. Yeah, but you sure. gotta let them ride. Like, yeah, see what happens, and then you and then you find out. And I I think like people, no matter what age they are, they appreciate the attempt. And the intention, like we were talking yeah. about, like yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, there's situations like that happened the other night at Jordan's house that you you realize when some jokes can go a little too far, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna reel that back. But now, almost like the the other night at dinner, now I know that situation, and now I'm gonna make jokes about it and about the fact that I didn't know that thing. And so now, every time I see Court, I'm gonna drop a line here and there and just kind of test the boundary and then eventually if i get to a point where it's like no no i'll be like okay that's where i draw the line that's where i'm good but it's uh, like you said it's all about intentionality like if if you can hear my tone and you can see my body language and you can see that i'm being aggressive about it you may be like oh okay dude chill out a little bit but if you can tell that it's coming from a place of you know jovial and and just I'm, i'm being trying to crack some jokes loosen the tension like it's all about intention. If I run into a room and say that you you suck, like, yeah, that might I might be an asshole. But if I, you know, it, it's all about intention. You didn't do anything wrong. Like you were, you might have made some jokes, but like they were not bad. Right. So I just like, as your friend was just kind of like, uh, and plus we've talked about like I'm Italian and we yeah. talked like stuff right. like that. But like you know we're all coming closer as friends. So like I just told you right. nonchalant like she is, and uh, you got so like petrified. Well, and I was just like, brother, you're fine, man. You didn't say anything yet. You didn't say anything bad. Well, and I don't think you would. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I said anything horrid. Because you're not in, like a you <clears> wouldn't <throat> you're not that type of person anyway. No. So I was never worried, like, oh, one's coming. I never thought that. No. I no, just no. like God. you know, and you were so petrified. Even still to this day, I can tell you're beating yourself up over it. I'm oh, like, for brother, sure. you didn't say anything. Like you're good. Like she didn't she doesn't think anything. She was never offended. And right. You're good. Right. Trust me. Like you would know, and we're the type that tell if, if you know if anything crossed the line. But you're fine. Like yeah, like we don't. I I drove home that night, and I was talking to Catherine, <laughs> I and I was like, God, I bet she hates me. No, no but, chance. But no I, chance. you know, what's what's really cool, and and kind of like ever since. Ever since we met you guys, I forget the first. I think the first scenario I met you was the all day golf day. I think I don't know when the first time I met Courtney was, but um, like you guys are just cool, like mellow, just mellow people is how I describe you. It's just like he's Corey is Corey and Courtney are both just cool. Yeah, like they're just cool people. What you see is what you get. Right, and transparent. You know, it's I like. I think it comes back to like the first thing we talked about is like you don't know what you don't know, but then when you offend, like we call it out quick and it's no big deal because like rather than let it eat you up or like wonder where he's coming from, you know, you just talk about it like no big deal. And we're very both like funny people, like we'll just talk about whatever. So I appreciate that, you know, that you know you guys like us. That's so yeah. 
so I'm so glad that we got some good friends. Um, Absolutely. It's, seriously, it's, I can't say it enough. Don't beat yourself up, man, because like, no, it was all yeah. good. It's so funny. If it anything, anything man. like I said, from anything. now on, like I'm going to make a joke or a reference to it here and there that's yeah. going to be like, it's, again, like it's your tone, it's your intention. If, if, if I was trying to attack her, everyone would be able to tell and everyone would be like, whoa, dude, chill out. Literally, but, con- like that's the thing is like, intention uh one and guac i'm new to and i love okay like i wouldn't have touched guac up until like a year ago really yeah. i haven't touched it really yeah oh, i'm not a fan so good i mean i i've tried it but it's kind of like hummus where it doesn't have that much flavor right but they're both good okay good yeah. to know maybe i'll give it a shot in 2024 have you tried hummus i have had hummus yeah, yeah. They, they're both very bland but mm-hmm. you know you get the right chip for either one and it's right. good yeah all right, I know you're a music guy queso. too. Queso, queso gets gets the spice, and that's oh, the thing. I love and, queso and I know so salsa's much. got spice, but queso cheese just wins always. Right, absolutely. I know you're a music guy too. Yeah. Um, you get to listen to three artists for the rest of your life. You get their existing catalog and everything they release in the future if they're still alive. Okay. Wow, that's tough because there's bands. You know, if it was artists, solo artists alone, this sure. might be an easier question. Sure. But bands, man, like you, oh my God, I, I go right to like ACDC, Pearl Jam, Red Hot Chili Pepper, stuff like that, where it's like hard to leave those out. Those three would be a solid listen for the rest oh of your gosh, life. Oh my gosh, dude. If ACDC, you gave me Pearl the Jam, and Red Hot Chili Peppers. 10 album for uh, Pearl Jam, like I could listen to that oh, forever. Dude. Um, but I'd have to say Drake because the catalog is crazy. Yep. That's a wise I answer. I want to say Kanye because like the first three projects, first four projects were just incredible. Sure. But I don't like anything after that. Like I think Yeezus and On, I'm like, eh. Yeah. But I, I Drake, um, man, I'm a big Bob Marley fan. Really? Yeah. Oh, There's a movie coming out about him soon. Steely Dan. I'm a big Steely Dan fan. Um, cause that, that kind of like, I like if you, with this question, I kind of want to hit three different things, sure. you know, I'm not going to just be like Drake, Kanye, uh, Jay-Z. Yeah. Right. So I, you want to, you yeah, want to throw like some I'm rock in ju- there, some rap in exactly, there. Exactly. Cause I don't even listen to rap all the time. So, and I like vocals a lot, man. I really do. Actually, one of my favorite, um, things to listen to is like acoustic, uh, like just acoustic music. Even if there's a, a cover i love a hot song even if it's a mainstream song that was covered acoustic i love it i love it so much like i mean just because i said drake there was like a hotline bling yes i heard that like a cover where they slowed it down and this guy's singing like i was like that's good um there's a lot of good singy songs that i like and artists of course dude miguel is really good i love his voice there's um and on some super cheesy shit, I always thought Bruno Mars was fire. I mean, he is fire. Yeah, you know the voice. Where's he been? Kills it. Uh, he did that supersonic album with Ander- Anderson Pack, right? I love Anderson. And Pack. then disappeared. Yeah, gone. Yeah, I mean he's he's made it and he's good, so he doesn't yeah. need to keep. That seemed like a, just a fun album because yeah. I mean Silk Sonic was like the yeah. band, and then it was him and Anderson Pack. Right. When they won the Grammys and had that show, right? Um, the performance where they're in like the, you know, oldie suits. Yeah. Smoking cigarette on stage, just like singing, smoking out the yeah. window, and all this other. That whole album's really good. Yeah, even the ones that didn't make the radio, I do like Anderson Pac and them. But yeah, I guess to answer your question, it'd have to be like Drake because you get a lot from him, mm-hmm. and then uh, 
I grew up on ACDC. That was my parents' favorite. Okay. Them and, and Led Zeppelin, of course. Sure. And, um, oh, man, I'm a big, like, bands fan. Like, I like I like Rush, but I'm not going to put them in, like, the thing. I just think they have, like, the best drummer of all time. I think, yeah, Drake, ACDC, and, like, I love Bob Marley, man. Like, you know when I Am Legend, when he's just singing, he's yeah. bathing the dog and singing a Bob yeah. Marley to him? Like, that's my life. Like, I love... It's just so calming. If you could wake up to Three Little Birds, like like the song or anything like that, like, I mean, jamming, like Buffalo Soldier, all that shit. Oh, dude, Biggie. Biggie yeah. is like, I could I could rap like all his songs. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. Like, really? just like the bars. He's, I think Biggie's the one. Of, I think he's like the greatest of all time. And wow. then the New York in me is like Jay-Z's like one of the goats. I think if Biggie had a longer career, he would have passed all of them. Probably. So that's kind of sad. Yeah, very much so. Next question. Uh, it's Saturday morning. You wake up. Court is doing her own thing. She's gone. I'm going to play basketball or golf. Okay. I was going to say, your stress-free, no-obligation Saturday. How are you spending it? I've been playing basketball every single Saturday morning since I moved here. And actually, really? actually, before I moved here, our company in Syracuse, we have a lot of guys our age and stuff. And we get we have 30 people in a group message all trying to play basketball. And the first 15 that say they want to play, they're in. And we stop it there. You can't play after 15. Mm-hmm. And we do that. It was like 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. So even when I was in Syracuse um, just visiting, it was... 6 a.m. We're balling. And I went bowling the night before till two in the morning, rock and bowl. That's a hard day. Oh, dude. I, I'm like at the age now where I can't do that anymore. No, like, absolutely. Rough. I regretted not. it fully. But, anyways, yeah, basketball is always like my Saturday morning thing, but golf is starting to see, steal my, sure, you know, my love. I, I tell Court this all the time that basketball is like my true love, but, you know, being like 29, second knee surgery, I, don't know how much longer I can do this. And I'm in a basketball league and all these younger dudes are just so much faster and they can jump higher and stuff. And like, I used to be able to dunk and like run with the best of them, but it's just, you know, I'm on the decline. And like you said earlier about us being old men, man, like, right. I feel it out there sometimes, but, (laughs) but I love basketball. It's a true love, but golf. Now I got the bug, the bug, the golf bug got me and I love it. I just would love to just get better every time. I got into it just trying to network and just trying to like hold my own in case, sure. you know, future uh, in-law asked me to play. I don't right. want to seem like you don't want to be like an idiot. idiot. Yeah. yeah. He can't even hit the ball. Jesus. You right. Should just sit in the cart. No. Right. So I, I just wanted to get good enough at it. But the competitor in me is like, I got to be great be at the everything. Best. Yeah. So now I'm just constantly trying to wa- fix my swing. Right. So yeah, if court's gone and, and I got my day to do, so it'd be Saturday morning, it'd be a four hour golf session. I'd probably do like a seven thirty eight a.m. tea time. That's good till noon. Right. And then if she's still busy all day, then it's a different story. I mean, I'd get lunch at my favorite spot probably, whether it's like some Mexican or, um, I obviously love Italian food, but I can't. I know I can't eat it in the middle of the day. It's a it's a dinner, right? Because I mean, unless you live in Italy where the food is just made better and with better ingredients, and you're not heavy, but all the Italian in America is just it's our water or, and our gluten and stuff. Like it's heavy, so I can't have it for lunch. But so lunch would probably be and Mexicans heavy too. Um, I don't know. I love Chipotle a lot, so something like that for lunch, and then after that, um. Like I said, the golf bugs got me. I'd play another eighteen, but if it's if that's not an option, then uh, shit. I don't know, man. Love a good haircut. 
It feels good. So <laughs> I feel like every time I see you, you have your damn haircut. Well, it's funny because everyone says that, but I don't. Or do you just style the shit out of your hair? I do. Yeah, I get. I actually don't get it frequent. A lot of people have two week on regular, like every Friday, two weeks. I get it cut. That's not me. I I wait like four weeks. I just I keep up on it a little bit sometimes. I'll like I'll touch it up, but. I actually want to start cutting my own hair or having court cut it because it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. I've done the like math on it and I'm like, you know how much money I'd save? Plus my best friend back home, he's been cutting his own hair for years and he's mm-hmm. just like bragging about all the money he saved. Yep. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, around that afternoon, I'd probably hang out, play with the dog, do something fun. I like, I like some me time. Definitely. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Do you listen on Spotify or Apple Music? Apple Music. Hell yeah. Yeah. I just saw something the other day that I don't know if it, I think it was Meg the Stallion had, had like a clip or something that went viral that was like, I think Spotify is for ki- like kids or something like that. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. But regardless of that, I just never got it, which is funny because I'm down to save a buck and I know Spotify's free, but I didn't get it. Like you click on a song and an artist you like. And then it starts going to other people and other right. shit. And I hate right. that. It's like, if I want to listen to him, I'm going to search Right. Him. That's my argument is that everyone's always like, oh, but Spotify's got better like playlists and like recommendations. It's like, I don't want recommendations. No. If I want to explore new artists, I'll go initiate yeah. that. I like what I like. I listen to the same playlist every single day that's got like 60 songs in it that same. are my absolute banger favorites. Yeah. And if I find a new artist, cool, they'll get thrown into that 60 song playlist. Yes. But other than that, I'm cool listening with what I like. I've got three different playlists that I rotate, and yep. like some of them are like the Drake vibe or the hip hop vibe, right. and then some are the cool Steely Dan, Bob Marley vibe, and then the other ones like the ACDC Pearl Jam vibe. So yep. I kind of just rotate those. But um, yeah, to answer your question, Apple Music. Um, what is your go to karaoke song? Oh, um, you know that song, Four or Five Seconds with Rihanna, Kanye, and Paul McCartney? Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I've never heard anyone one. sing it, but I could fucking shred that. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, I keep sh- thinking we should go, we should all go do some karaoke or something. Definitely, that'd be so fun. Um, there's actually I like some singy song songs, so like I could definitely. I don't think I'm a good singer, but like I think I I would I would try it. I am a decent singer. I could see it. I I I mean I think I'm decent, but I've gotten really good lately. Yeah. Like I practice a lot. I used to sing in the truck all the time. All and then the obviously time. The shower. Right? I sing in the shower. I have full-blown like shower concerts, dude. I turn that speaker up, and I'm just jamming. And Catherine will come in and be like, are you done yet? I'll be like, nah, dude. The concert's not over, bro. Yeah. Bro, uh, Hall & Oates, Rich Girl. Oh. Oh, my God. Banger. That, that's a good karaoke song. My um, favorite is has got to be... I'm a huge country music fan. I love country music. I'm just getting into it. You got to find the right people to yeah. get you in. And that's how it happened for me. But I'll do Chattahoochee by Alan Jackson. Okay. Just it's it's a banger. I mean, I'll check throw it, it on on the way home. It's yeah, it's it's old timey country, but it's a banger. I mean, there's so much good country now. I mean, I touched on uh, I never really liked Luke Bryan. I know he's got the like mainstream or whatever, yeah. but Jason Aldean, I always thought had good music. Brad Paisley, I know, has been around a long time, but I never listened to him. And my friend had uh, his birthday. He wanted us all to go. We had pit seats. Nice. Like we I could touch his ankle. Yeah. And like fun time. It, I mean, I got wasted. We all did. It was so much fun, but I didn't connect to any of the songs because I didn't know him. But I've heard 
my first concert at this amphitheater there, not my first concert ever, but at this new amphitheater in Syracuse was um, Luke, um, Zach Brown Band. That was amazing. It's Obviously, a great show. Yeah, and the music's great. They know it. how to play, too, and they're good yep. without auto-tune. They're good yep. live. The original, like, Rascal Flats. Like, oh. Dude. Um, I've seen a lot of concerts. If we go that route, like, my first concert ever was in, like, seventh grade. I saw Disturbed. <laughs> And then obviously in like junior high, I had a an emo phase or a girl I was talking to was emo, and like I was like, let's go to, like, let's go listen to like fucking red jumpsuit apparatus, bro. A guy I went to school with is in the band. He's the guitarist. No shit. Yep. And uh, face down banger. <laughs> Do you feel like a man? That's a karaoke song yeah, right there, buddy. dude. Or like, dear Maria, count me in. Oh, yeah. Or All-American Rejects. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. Yes. It ends tonight. That's dude, a karaoke Pinder. song. Oh. <laughs> Baby, why you cool? Dude, we got to go karaokeing. Go home. Let's make that happen stone. soon, yeah. please. That'd be so fun. So I can't picture Courtney getting up there and belting a song. Okay. Huh. I can't picture Catherine uh, doing it either, So though. Courtney's favorite music is R&B. Really? Huge, huge Mary J. Blige fan. Huge. Um, She loves. Oh, no like, way. <laughs> her favorite like right now is um kalani and sizza we were gonna go see sizza when she kalani came is here good underrated Great. yeah and sizza's new albums like fucking bangers bro you know the song snooze yeah shit's fire i want so bad to like sizza yeah and i don't dislike sizza i just don't have enough sizza in my life right now we'll show you a few all okay. you need is a handful she's good i like the tempo it's like um oh and um her She's good. Yeah, Catherine loves her. She's got a great voice. Yes, she does. She's really good. Um, so stuff like that is what she's into. Uh, Janae Aiko. Oh, my gosh. Janae is... She's very good, too. Isn't she the one that has that Bad Intentions song? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, the uh, small Asian. Yeah. Girl. I think she's yeah. with Big Sean. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. she is. Yep. How do you feel about Big Sean? So I loved his early shit. Yeah. I actually fell off after the Detroit album. No. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Detroit one was pretty good. But then after that, I fell off. I don't know. Yeah. The tempo's the fucking same every time. It's just, I don't know. His voice, it fell off for me. It's like he doesn't do anything with his voice. The no, bars he doesn't. The are always the same. Yeah, they are. But someone similar to that with the same shit every song, Meek Mill, fire. Like, I, I love me some Meek Mill. I mean, back in the day, he, right. fell, he fell the fuck off. But oh, yeah. Dreams and Nightmares is like... Get me hype, bro. Oh, for sure. Dreams and Nightmares. That's like the pump-up song. Absolutely. If I was about to like go into battle or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your coffee order if you drink coffee? Definitely do. So it depends on if it's at home, a small cafe, or Starbucks. We're going to Starbucks. Starbucks, it's easily the... Well, if I need a lot of caffeine, it's going to be like a cold brew or a nitro cold brew. But if I'm just... Going for a, a, a nice... Because I don't like sweet. I don't okay. like a lot of creamer. That's, okay. that's me. I, I never really did. I mean, my mom always liked a lot of creamer, and that's where I got introduced to coffee. I got into coffee really late. I didn't drink it at all until, like, recent, I guess. And um, Yeah, I didn't drink it until I was, like, 20, 21. Yeah, and Dunkin' was all, Dunkin Donuts was always New York. We didn't get a Starbucks until recently. Really? Yeah, and, well, keep in mind, upstate New York. Right. So New right. York City's probably always had Starbucks. Right. But upstate New York, recent to Starbucks. And I guess my go-to, the one I've ordered the most, is the shaken uh, oat milk, shaken espresso. Brown sugar, shaken oat milk espresso. Okay. 
ordered it the most, still can't say it. Yeah. Interesting. So, but then, yeah, at home, like, uh, we got an espresso recently, so I'll do an espresso shot and then add some oat milk and just, like, stir that up and drink that. Hot or iced, fire. Um, but, because it's so cool with an espresso, you can get different pods. You can either get sure. a shot of espresso or you can get coffee pods and it fills up the glass. And then, yeah, if I do a full coffee... Um, if I like the creamer in the fridge, I'll do a splash of that. If I don't, I can drink it black. Like if we go to a diner, it's going to be black. I'll drink okay. it black. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Um, you work remote, right? Yes. So this question doesn't apply to you, but l- well, let me ask you about it from when you worked at uh, UPS. When you get home from work, do you change out of your work clothes immediately or UP- do you leave them until UPS bed? UPS immediately. Yeah. When I was at the hotel, I'd wear them for like an hour still. Okay. I, I was also younger and stuff, but I was fr- I was dapper and fresh at the, right. you know, because you had to look good at the hotel. So right. like I would keep them on. Um, but UPS is disgusting. So they would come off at the door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. No. And, and then I guess if I went to the office at this job, because I can, we have an office here in Alpharetta. Um I would probably stay in them. Plus, the job I have now is not button up. It's casual. Yeah. It's not super casual. It's just, you know, semi Yeah, you could wear a golf shirt and, exactly. like, and jeans. I'd, I'd stay in that, yeah. Okay, got you. Yep. Um, What does success look like to you? Oh, man. Getting deep on you. You know, first thing I thought of was when you I heard this once, like, what do you do? And everyone goes to what job they do, where they make their money. But what do you do is like, I love it as a question of like, I go hiking. Like that's where I'm at my happiest. Like, what do you do is like a, what's your thing that like makes you live on this earth? Like what's your, um, or purpose, like whether it's purpose or what's your thing you like doing on the weekend and stuff. I like that type of avenue for what do you do, but what does success look like? You know, and then Bob Marley's interview comes right to mind where he talks about, they're like, are you a rich man? He's like, what do you mean rich? He's like, well, money, do you have a lot of money? And he's just like, that's not rich. You know what I mean? Like rich and successful or whatever. It's Two different things. Oh, my God. It's just the way you look at it, too. It's success to me would be waking up, opening your eyes and being fully happy and excited at the day ahead of you and being healthy, um, not in pain, of course, and your loved one also not complaining about anything and being like happy and healthy, being, you know, she's excited to see you and you're like everything that she wants you to be. Mm-hmm. That's success for me. Like I want to be my best self for her. I think that's the best part. Like I said earlier about team sports make you so much better. I think also in relationships because you want to be good for the guy next to you in sports. You want to be good for the right. person next to you. I'm my happiest when she's happy, truly. The whole happy wife, happy life thing is no joke. Yeah, People say it true. in a condescending manner where it's true. It, it's a sarcastic remark. And it's like, it is. I see it on the total opposite side. It's like happy wife, happy <coughs> life. Yeah, because I want to make her happy. And if I'm making her happy, I'm usually being funny and and fulfilling like the things that we need to do. Um, success. I love that question. It's financially... Um, um, Free? Free. That's the word. It's my parents didn't make shit growing up for money and we were really low income and my mom always made it work. My dad made double what my mom made and he was like, he was the reason sometimes when like we didn't have power in the house. Right. Stuff like that. So, but my mom made 30,000 her entire life, actually like 27,000. 
and she always made it work. She never talked about money, never complained, never anything. She was budgeting queen. Like she right. figured it out. She knew how to do it. So she taught me how to budget. And I always said to myself, knowing she made 30, that if I made 50, I'd be perfectly fine. That's 20 grand more. Right. I mean, granted, today's life is so it's much different. different. And yeah. that 50 is low. 50 yeah. is the 30, it, you know. And then like, even if you make uh, 70, 80, like you got to live within your means and you got to, um, and you still got to cook at home and you still right. got to do all those things. Yeah. But yeah, financially free to do the vacations. You got a vacation at least once a year. I always like to do a six month vacation. So twice a year, I think. And then the memories, like they always say, like your money should be spent on memories and, and sights and seeing instead of an object, because we all know you get the PS five, you love it, but then you're like, Right. Okay. You could get bored of anything. Right. It sits there when I don't play it. Exactly. And I it's love. Just I a fucking piece love of shit. sneakers, and if the ones I don't wear, it kind of kills me. Right. So, because yeah. also, I recently found out that if you don't wear them for like years, then they end up like breaking. They they get crusty and the shit falls off of them. Yeah, I and have heard that. I didn't know that, and I got a lot of shoes, and I'm just like, shit, I got to start wearing these bad boys. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I love shoes, and I finally got to a financial place where I could get the ones I wanted, and now I just look at them, and I'm like, okay, cool. So objects yeah. are always going to do that. I don't care what it is. They're always going to do that. Nice touch, by the way. I forgot to mention it to you last night. I saw the shoes you were wearing last night. Thank you, Appreciate sir. that. Yeah, yeah. right. I, I hit the gas station on my way over here, and guy behind me goes, how do you keep those shoes so white? I'm like, I just don't really wear them. Like, got some brand new Jordan 1s on, and oh, yeah. uh, it's just... Yeah, love shoes, man. I always like to wear them. But, you know, it's funny is now I like comfort a lot more. So I'll sure. find myself wearing just like hokas and on clouds and shit. Right. But those are the ones that get the most wear. But I, I do like <coughs> me some some stylish, casual casual shoes. Success, though, that's, that is the question. I Yeah, as long as everyone's happy and healthy, I want my family to do well. I want to be able to help them even if they don't ask. I, I send my family mom, money whenever. Um, even if they don't ask and stuff. So I try to just do my part and, uh, they helped me growing up. So success, man, I, I want to be financially free. I want to have not a second job, but I want like residual income. I want something sure. to work for me. Absolutely. So I've recently got big into the stock market trying to, you know, figure that world out. Yeah. And also like you only know a 401k growing up, right? Come to find out there's a hundred other ways to, have money in an account for you Passive that, income, man. that you don't have to work or uh, yeah think about, look at, nothing. I'm not a day trader by any means or anything. I like to look at mutual funds that just will steady. Right. Grow. Good answer. Thank you. I, I love that success, the success question. Um, on the flip side of that, what's your biggest fear? Could be metaphorical or physical. We'll go both with it. You know, some people are scared of spiders and snakes. I would say, um, and, you know, people got clowns and all that stuff. I would say, oh, man, I don't want any dry moments in this podcast, of course, but this is a tough question. Biggest fear, because you try not to think about it, you know? Right. I would say... Like mine's sharks. Okay. Terrified. If I... I'm, I'm more scared of jellyfish than sharks. Really? Yeah. I love the ocean. I'll go in any single time I see it, but jellyfish I'm more scared of. Oh, fuck it, dude. Not going in. Yeah. Not going in. If I'm at the beach, I will get in the water and I will I will play in the water like Gym. waist, chest Way. deep, okay. but 
the second I can't touch the floor anymore, I'm turning right back. I'm that's a, fair I'm a because big that's, bitch when that's it comes when to it the pulls ocean. You out anyway, so. well, tr- and true, and um, it was crazy. Uh, we were at a family. We took a family trip to Destin this summer, Love and a um, uh, kid died. A couple houses down from us, got sucked into the ocean and couldn't find him. And they just assumed that he got sucked out into the middle of the ocean and drowned. Yeah. Ten years old. It was I'm, horrible. I'm not scared of water. I I love it. I love the ocean, everything about it. Um, I'm more scared, not of just the ocean, but just, and not even just what's in the ocean, but it's more of just like the unknown of it. Like it, it might be the ocean. It might be a lake. It might be a river. It just the unknown aspect of it. Like if I could get into the ocean and look get in the water and look down and see to the ocean floor fine because at least i know how far away the next reef is the next shark is the next whatever is but the fact that you can get in the ocean and if you put your goggles on and get down in there and it's just infinite blue forever yeah that's terrifying you see the tiktoks and the videos of like this is how you know that you have thalassophobia or whatever and it's just pictures of like you know, like water's up halfway up your phone screen and it's somebody like swimming and it's just cloudy and dark below her. Terrifying. Goosebumps just talking about it. Just nightmare fuel wow. right there. Just the unknown of a giant body of water. I will I will ride the tallest roller coaster in the world, which I have. Um and I will do I will skydive if you want me to, but I will not get out there in the open ocean. I was gonna ask you if you uh, are scared of heights? No, okay. no, no. If if I'm strapped in to something, I'm not afraid. But yeah. like, if we were up, you know, 200 feet high, and I wasn't held on, like a Ferris wheel, to, where you're not in. Oh, terrified. In. Yeah, I don't like a Ferris wheel, but I, I'm, don't I'm like not it. scared of heights really either. I I like roller coasters. Love adrenaline. Love adrenaline. Um. So, but when we go to like. The fair, the North Georgia State Fair. Have you guys been since you've been no. here? So we'll go next when year as a it? group. Um, it's back in like August, September okay, that's time. When uh, ours um, was. So the New York State Fair in Syracuse. There you go, boo. Yeah. Um, they have this thing at the fair here that takes you kind of like the little, kind of like a ski lift. It takes you from one end of the fair to the other, and Catherine loves getting on it. But the only thing that you have is just a, a lap bar in front of you. And like sometimes it stops and the wind is blowing. Terrifying, bro. Fucking terrifying. So I have a lot of things that like I get like everything you've just said. They're not terrifying to me. Like that word terrifying, like not at all. But the scare, I get the scare, like or the whole like, seeing people swim and you there's so much blue like that's scary, but not terrifying for me. pictures this me slipping out of underneath the lift like you know the ride at the fair where it's the swings that go up and up and up oh shit thanks for reminding me you know the ride at this fair where the swings you know start swinging here and you go all the way up and it's just this swing yes and you're like 300 feet in the air will not do it fuck yeah, out of here i don't fair. care if you're writing me also a check. it's only like one cable holding you so right i don't like and that. it's again it's like this rinky dink lap bar yeah. that's holding you in and it's not even really strapped in like some car no offense some carney hooked it up and if he was like mm-hmm, fuck it 
you know, like yeah, yeah. You especially could, fairs, you could slide, right? They just roll into town and leave, right? So that's you never sketchy. know. But like when you go to Six Flags and that's been there forever, like right. I trust them or Disney World, like yes. I trust them. Like I, I'm not afraid if I yeah. go to a roller coaster at Disney World or something. So I still can't come up with like a a shark, a snake, a thing like that. I can't come up with like a thing I'm terrified of. Every I understand slight scares, but not I'm not terrified of any like object. But I got a good one to answer your question is. Two part one, not being financially free. That terrifies me because I've seen struggle and I don't want to do that myself. Right. But the main one, I'd say 60%, if that's 40, would be kids. I've brought up twice, I think, that I can't wait to be a father to, you know, instill the good things and teach these great things. But also, like, if the, the fear of not being a good dad. Even though, like, you had one bad moment that could live with that kid for the rest of their life, because I'm sure we both can say one thing their dad flipped out on them Certainly. that one time, and Absolutely. that shit sticks with them. Oh, for sure. I'll never forget it. Yes. So the one time that something happened, that part, that's honestly one of my worst fears is, like, you slip, and then you accidentally freak out. When that's that a really good answer. When that could have been a moment where you just go... You know, man, like, you know, you tried your best. Instead, you say that was bad or horrible, and now he has no confidence for a couple of years. It's like, or he has no confidence at his first job 10 years later. It's like, that's the shit that scares the fuck out of me. Wow, that's a real, that's a really good answer. Fuck. Thank you. Like, because you got to be on your shit every day, all the time, all the time. And you're around that kid, wow. like, you know, more than you're working and stuff. So the one, the one-offs scare me. Just like, you know, I mean, being with your wife is different, but like you never want to flip out. And if you ever overreact, you like got to apologize all the time, not for her, but for you. Cause you're like, I acted out out of character. We we're both good dudes. And, uh, if you ever act out of character, those happen so rarely, so rarely that when you really act out of yourself, you're like, why did that happen? I must be really going through some shit right now. Mm-hmm. And you got to apologize to the love oh, around yeah. you. But, but we're all grown that like we'll get over it, but your kid won't. And that shit scares me. That's terrifying to think about. Yeah. Um, and the last question I got for you, and it's kind of a two-parter. And it's kind of fun, but it could get deep. Oh, whatever. at the end already? Huh? We're at the towards end the, the t- Towards the end. Okay. Uh, the rapid fire I ones, that is. Yeah. Um, do you believe in ghosts? I've never ever came in contact had a, that could be I've never anything. The only noises I've heard in a house I know were like the furnace or or right. a neighbor creaking, but I so it's tough, man. I mean, if you've never come across it, the ghost question I think it's kind of just that's where it ends right there. Right. In my opinion, I mean, we can go deeper and say like do you believe in it? Do stol- do souls stick around? I could I could get there, yes. Right, but I, like the physical being of a ghost, I don't know if I believe in that, but I definitely believe that like this land that all these townhomes were built on, if if someone's old rinky-dink house was here in the 1915 and they died, could they be hanging around? Sure. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like I always heard this somebody say that like, ghosts or souls that stick around there's there's a reason why they're around i forget what it was it was either that it was like like what casper's about or no kind (laughs) of like it's like they couldn't so if you want to be religious about it i heard someone say that 
they couldn't decide whether they go to hell or heaven and they just stick around on earth. Couldn't decide. I don't know if I like that. Right. Like whoever the power it be decides where you go decided. I don't know. Okay. For you. Yeah. Or like I heard that if you are sticking around, like if you're a spirit that sticks around, you have unfinished business. Yes. That I've heard. Or uh, there's something that you're meant to see that you haven't seen yet. Yeah. Whether it's, and you know, it could be like, you know, if you, like if, if, if you tragically passed away and your spirit hung around court and your child, like what if the thing you're supposed to see is, you know, your kid graduating high school and you're just lingering in your home with yes. Courtney as she's raising your kids and you just wait to see high school and then you move on to whatever's past Yes. So I believe in like angels where like, you know, not the physical sense where like you'll see their full formed body, sure. but like maybe a reflection in the mirror at mo- uh, in the sure. window at most. Sure. Um, On the flip side of that, do you believe in like demons that like, like when you see movies about like possessions and like exorcists, I know some of that stuff is blown out of the water for Hollywooding and, and everything, but do you believe that that shit's real? that people get possessed by evil spirits and well one step back i would say yeah the unfinished business thing cuz like in in horror movies they typically follow the murder victims are the ghosts like almost always um demons and exorcisms and and possession do i think it's ever happened yes do i think it happens all the time no i think that's like one in a i don't even know a billion it might be more um because like how come they're all in the early 1900s Right. You never see anything about a exorcism or possession sense. It's true. Because I do believe in like that the first exorcist movie is from right. a true story. Right. And like I don't doubt that shit happened. Right. So but you know, that's hear true was the last time since. you heard about someone getting an exorcism. Exactly. Or is our society just so unfocused on that shit? And at the time, like if it was like, whoa, Billy four towns over got possessed by a demon and he killed his baby brother. I don't th- Right, like you don't hear about that shit anymore. Right, you, yeah, and you don't see the extreme exorcism where like they're there for a month, bodies getting like fully dead on the outside, right. like that type of thing. I like think, they're floating in their fucking bedroom and shit. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen. I think society would focus on. Oh, it. for sure. But I think like if it does happen and a demon possesses you to kill your baby brother or something like that, then it it's very short lived, and that person either dies right away or something like i don't think there's like long drawn out of them trying to like get the demon out of the person there's Maybe this be- i don't know there's this famous court case uh from like th- i think it was the 80s where it was the first time someone claimed demonic possession in the courtroom and they were they were just fighting that argument like i am not guilty by demonic possession like, do you think that should be something that someone gets away with? I think it's Im- near impossible to prove. Right. Like, how can you prove Because then what, that? you get one, like, priest or pope in there to say, yes, I I think that's what happened. Yeah. And then it's, like, still one person. Right. No. <laughs> to answer your question, like, there's a, there's, I don't I forget who it, I forget who no. it is. Oh, but, oh so... Uh, if you know who they are, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Oh, yeah, the Conjuring. Yeah, the Conjuring. Yep. So there's a very famous court case that they were involved in where the guy gets on the stand and he says, the devil made me do it. And that's actually the title of the third Conjuring movie is The Devil Conjuring Made Me Do Theory. It. Um, 
and the the whole story is that you know this this kid was possessed and he I think he killed his uncle or somebody and he got up on the stand and said I didn't do it. Yeah, it was a good movie and at the right after he did it he's walking down the street with bloody hands like he's coming too. He's mm-hmm. like his his soul's actually coming to the front and he's mm-hmm. like it's like what just happened. It's crazy, man. I mean, so but to your point, I'd never even thought about the fact that you don't hear about that shit happening. No, man. Like if I googled like exorcism recent, recent exorcism yeah. in the 2010s right. like when's the last time that happened yeah post 2000 like i'd be interested to read on those because you never hear about it but do i think they get off no do i think they should no i mean because here's the thing man taking a life yeah i just watched hacksaw ridge and the main character's uh mom is really religious and she really just instilled in him like that's the number one sin in the world like you cannot take a life and yeah. uh yeah i mean that there's so much weight behind that i think anyone who's ever taken a life would hang on to that the rest of their life and you right. should you know i really feel for like manslaughter victims not even the victim that passed i mean i almost <laughs> this might be wild to say on a podcast but it's almost like the person that committed the crime might almost be a victim in some way, shape, or form too, because it's accidental. Take away drinking and driving, because you did it. You, you sure you, you chose did a to thing. drink. You, yeah, correct. So that take that away. Right. But let's say you're sober driving. Yep. And someone cut you off. They disobeyed the traffic laws. They ran the red light. Right. You followed the green, and you t-bone them, and they die. Right. Now you got to carry that the rest of your life, but you were just literally you had a green light. You went straight. Right. Or like feel that about think about sucks. all the tr- accidents involved with like semi trucks. Yes. And it's like the brakes don't work. The brakes don't work. Uh, because you pulled you out can't in front stop of me. That quick. Yes. And physically. I hit you and you're dead. Yes. And then that's that truck driver's fault. Dude, Jim Beheim, legendary coach of Syracuse Orange, was yeah. a player there and then was coaching there for forty five years. That his name's on the court and everything. He's a legend in Syracuse. He killed a guy. Two years ago, I think it was like 2019, 2020. Around and what that happened? Time. He's driving at night. It's pitch black out. I think it's 10 o'clock at night on the highway, and a guy's car uh, broke down, and he was on the side, and he was walking on the highway, um, and he was like, "Hit him!" Yeah, and he hit him and killed him. But he didn't see him. Like, how would you see a person on the highway? Right. And when you do at see night. him, finally, you have a split second to. Jump in the other lane. If you can't jump in the other lane, if someone's right to your left, yeah. you're going to hit the guy. And there's so many celebrities that don't don't see jail for that type of thing, and you just think, oh, money, status, celebrity. But really, like, his case and a lot of other cases like that, they didn't uh, – there was nothing he could have done. And then it's sad when, like, a Joe Schmo, no-status person commits the same crime and then and is found gets 40 guilty. 40 years. Yes. What do you think about – if you know the story, what do you think about the Alec Baldwin situation? So I don't know too much on it, but I do know the the spark notes. Um, I think there's safety precautions that have been well known for a long time. I think he's guilty as fuck because or wait, I know so little about it, but I would say I did a lot of digging into it. Okay, so you know more than me. I would say like either the person in charge of safety is definitely a fault, and then I would say Alec is also as well because the actors are just as much trained on not to aim it at someone and pull the trigger because you don't know. But actors have died for the same thing. Didn't Bruce Lee's son die the same way? I think so. Yeah, it was like... He was shot with a prop gun or something. Yeah, and it was a blank. it was a... Yeah. But it like misfired and like killed him or something. Yeah. But yeah, like these... I've heard 
podcasts about people talking about when you're on set and there's a scene with a gun or anything like that, there's like day or two long just safety meetings. Oh, you can't cool. even shoot those days. Yeah. You're there 12 hours just to hear yeah. this guy talk about safety. And then people either skip the meeting or they step out and this and that. And, and you know what's crazy about the whole scenario is that when a weapon... First of all, they usually use rubber or plastic guns, and then they use CG in post-production to make it look like it was a real weapon. But the fact that a real revolver... What killed her? A bullet. Straight... He shot her. I know he shot her. They put a live bullet. They put a live bullet? Well, somebody put a live bullet into this gun... And they were rehearsing, and he shot her, and she died. So knowing so little on it and just hearing that, I mean, the person that put it in it is like 99% fault, and Baldwin deserves some, though. And not only Alec, but there's also... Baldwins are uh, Syracuse people, by the way. Mom still still lives there, grew up like two miles away from me. I think she just passed away, actually, but has a had a sick house. The Baldwins are from Syracuse. And so is Tom Cruise, and so the Wizard of Oz was there. That's why we have a hmm. casino called Yellow Brick Casino. Okay. It's all Chitna- Wizard of Oz is Chittenango, Syracuse. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he... Post Malone. He, of course, found not guilty. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a piece of me that thinks that he should be guilty because, again, I mean, I don't have a gun. Um, I want a gun, um, not for any reason other than pr- protecting my household. Yes. Um, but... Um, I don't think about guns. I don't think about shooting guns. Uh, I would only have one for the protection of my family. Yeah. Um, I've gone shooting with my brothers at ranges, sure. and it's and so much it fun. Too. I love yeah. it. I don't really believe in hunting as a person myself. Like, I'm not going to go sit out there for 12 hours and maybe not see anything. Right. And also, even if I do see something, like, you know how duck hunters and stuff, they see tons right. and they bring back tons? Yeah. Um, if you're eating it, cool. If you're not eating it and it's just sport, I think that's whack. Personally. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like catching a fish and then just throwing it back in the water. Yeah. Like I know fishing is a different thing I guess than like because, shooting and killing a duck. Because some people will say that fish is going to die because it punctured its cheek, but like how do we know? Right. Does it really die? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it just swims around with a fucking hole in its right, fucking lip. Right, we would. We get fucking scars on our body yeah, all the time. Yeah. So I don't see why it would die. But um, yeah, you know, fishing is is a little bit on the lighter side. I think like killing but, ducks and not eating it is right. super whack. It'd be like us killing too. a deer and then just being like, all right, next, and yeah. like leaving it there. It'd yeah. be like like different. I know like guys like Joe Rogan like love deer yeah. or they, they and they eat deer and, and it's like this thing. I've never had deer yeah. personally. Oh, venison's but, great. Really? Yeah, it's good. And he's a big elk guy, and I guess elk meat's even better. Yes. I guess it's the best. Apparently, I I would be I'm down to eat all that stuff. And if it was like me and my uncles were to go hunting and take, and the goal is to get one and take it back and eat it, right? Cool, sure. sure I don't really sure. I don't want to be the one shooting it because like I'm such a big animal guy and a big dog guy that like having of- and having dogs, man, like everything feels like a dog to you. Right. They're all just so like souls great, love you. They just want to be with their environment. And I think deer and all that stuff similar. I think they love their environment and they all have families. They have conscious brains. Right. Like they, yeah. it's sad to see them all die. Like I, the whole poachers thing fucking kills me. So I always wanted to get into rescue and help, whether it's yeah. dogs or whatever the case, or get rid of, you know, poachers and this and that. But the reason why I've never, I'm not going to go into stuff like that is because. It is such a big fucking field that, yeah, you can scratch the surface, but in reality, that's all it is. You're scratching the surface. There's shitty dog owners everywhere. Yeah. Countries eat dog. Yeah. 
you could scratch the surface here in America and help what that tastes like. and help rescue a lot of dogs, but like you're never gonna even scratch the surface here in America, let alone change the world or anything like that. So yes, it's a good deed, and I do agree with that's the thing with like people who help um, you know, kids and all that. That's mm-hmm. great. I you know, that's amazing. Like you're really helping like kids and and actually humans form the world. So I think that's sure. a lot better. But you know, I'm such a competitive person that I want to be so big and great in whatever the case is that like when it comes to these topics of like the your best is still only going to scratch the surface. It's so saddening. All if I got into a field like this, a nonprofit, anything, sure. Even if it was feeding the homeless, I would know in my bones every day that I'm not doing enough. You know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. if I ran the biggest non-for-profit or whatever, I would still know that I'm not helping enough people, even if it was a million or more. I would just, that's just how I am. Like if I drop 30 points in a basketball game, I'm going to know I could have, the shots I missed would have been 35, 40. Like that's how I am. I leave a game where I drop 30 thinking about the shots I missed. So like if I'm helping people, I'm all I'm going to think about is the people I'm not, the ones I'd missed, the ones I that aren't coming out, the dogs I didn't rescue. It's like, the ASPCA fucking commercials kill yeah. me. I hate that yeah. shit. To one up the, and you can just give me a rapid fire one on this one. Yeah. To level up the ghost thing, do you believe things like Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, Sasquatch? Do you 100%. think that shit exists? 100%. Really? Yeah, because, well, exists currently in 2024, no. I think at one point, yes. Really? Yeah, I mean. Like Megalodon, shit like that? Oh my, Megalodon the Krakens, most. Krakens, shit Kraken and Megalodon the most because of the whole we haven't seen shit about the ocean. It's so much. There's so much down there that we don't. And that's part of the fear, too, is the fact that we've only explored like not even half of the ocean. Crocodiles, alligators have been around since dinosaurs. To think that like, you know, those uh, sea dinosaurs, the ones that like the Lapras looking Pokemon dinosaurs, those ones to think that there's ones like that that aren't still here is crazy. And that's exactly what a Loch Ness Monster looks like. It's that like snake looking thing that's huge. To think that that's not around is nuts. Anything water related, 1000%. And then when you go Yeti, Sasquatch, stuff like that, I still say 100% yes, but I don't know about presently because I think like... We would have seen it by Land is so explored. Right, and, and we would have seen it. There'd be footage on it. There'd be right. something like that. And every footage you do see is always. Absolutely I say that in, trash. it's trash. The footage is trash. And then I'll one up that as well and uh, ask you about aliens. I think we've talked about this with our with our buddies and and everything. But because yeah. famously Jordan does not think aliens exist, and he thinks it's all bullshit. And he doesn't think there's any other life out there in the universe. I will drill Jordan about this for the rest of our days because. I just want to know to what extent, because now that we're on aliens, you can go so many directions. Are they real in the universe? Yes, because there's, I think it's crazy to not think there's life outside of Earth. Right. I think that's crazy. Listen, and I don't even... I mean, dude, trees are life. To right. think that there's not and, a living thing. And he's he's clarified a little bit, and he's been like, listen, like... Sure, there might be organisms, but he doesn't think aliens in either the way of like the alien from fucking American Dad or E.T. or the aliens from Alien versus Predator. Like there's so many or, you know, Yoda. Like what kind of aliens are we talking about? That's fair. I am absolutely on board for the fact that there are animal organisms out there that exist. Yeah. But I don't know if they 
I feel like it would be so ignorant for us to think that humans are the only intelligent life on the in the existence of everything. Exactly. There's no way. Yeah, and honestly, back to the tree thing, they're intelligent life because the way that they operate is insane. Like trees are in flowers and, and stuff like that is, and insects. They're so fascinating. I love the whole if a praying mantis was bigger, we'd all be fucked. Oh. Dude, they would rule the ants. If they're bigger, they would rule, They'd the, rule the, world. the world. Yeah. And so Alien, its definition, anything not from here or whatever, right. and UFO, unidentified. Like, there's obviously those things by right. definition. By, ne- by definition, definition. But um, is it from outer space is but, the question. But the, yeah, like the, you know, in scary movie, like those aliens like right. and stuff like that. So Right. Is it is it a tall, gray figure? Right. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I and have they been here? Like, right. sure, that exact thing from the movies could be out there. Oh, they've but been, they've have, been here. Yeah. I, I I full just like you said hundred percent Sasquatch and maybe at some point like that because should exist. I, the reason I, I with the Yeti and Sasquatch because I think that we used to be giants. So boom, ready for this? Egypt. Okay. Aliens or what? Who who built Egypt and uh the, the pyramids and, and the things that have been here since before we were here. Jesus. I like that one. Never even considered that. Really? I've always, I've, I mean, I've considered the fact that aliens might have built the pyramids, but I've never thought about the fact that we could have been giants. So, yeah, the alien one's a popular topic because of technology. How did we lift the tons of stones and, and the coordinates of the pyramids? The right. fact that they're so perfectly placed they're and, perfect. and they're in a triangle to, to reflect the astrology and all that. So There's no way people were that smart. I mean, I'm not saying that they weren't that smart, but like... There's no fucking way. Well, at the same idea, like, we operated by looking up, you know? Right. Where's the sun in the sky? Right. Even before there was a clock in time, there was where you knew what time of day it was by where the sun is. So all you there was no light pollution, so you saw the stars full-blown. So the fact that they built them to, to look up at a certain point in the stars, I mean, I could kind of see all that. Sure. The alien thing, I always used to believe, but... I recently heard the giant theory that we used to be fucking behemoths, like huge fucking people. I don't even know if that's the right word, but the fact that we used to be huge and like giants and stuff, I actually like that theory a lot. So you know how like they would go with no um, cavemen and Neanderthal mm-hmm. and all that. We're mm-hmm. just we're same size, skull was bigger, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think. Uh, Lately, I got into this, so it's not fully formed thought, but I think that we were way bigger. And also, don't you do you ever hear about like the lost civilization where we have a huge timeline gap that we know nothing about? Right. That like you'll never hear about in learning and this and that. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think I've gotten into that recently, and I think that we were a lot bigger than we think when we were smaller. I mean, think about it. Like everything was bigger. Dinosaurs. The reason that I because you you ever had a fish tank? Yeah. So the bigger the fish tank, the bigger the fish grows. Right. That's as simple as it is. Like you can get a fish that'll say it's three to six inches, but if you put it in a 70 gallon tank, it's going to get eight inches. That's how it goes. And that's why I think uh, probably humans on land were probably the same way, I imagine, because there was nothing but trees everywhere before we started cutting it down, before the Industrial Revolution and all that. So I think when the earth was what it was, dinosaurs were big, we were probably big. Damn. I think there were giants, man. I think we were huge. I and who I'm knows gonna have if, to look into this after yeah, you go. Who knows if it was even human? 
But right. you know, there are beings here that at some point they were big, and who knows if that's considered alien? Right, right. What if like what if you know how we were talking about gray alien, no yeah. dick, and all that stuff? Right. What if uh, an alien was just like a bigger, like a Thanos looking thing? Yeah. Where like they? How do we know that humans human in quotation marks weren't? 15 feet tall and 900 pounds. Yes. And that was just the norm. What if like the Andre the Giant, like that was what we looked like back then. Right. I, you never know. Like, I mean, elephantitis and all that like <laughs> exists for sure. But I mean, yeah. like Testicular that. elephantitis. <laughs> I love I knew the South with Park that. episode with uh, <laughs> Randy's carrying his nuts around in the wheelbarrow. <laughs> they put their nuts in the microwave just to get them huge. Like... <laughs> South Park's the goat. Have you is. ever seen the movie Basketball? No. Oh. Basketball? Basketball. B-A-S-E. Get ball. Like, it's baseball, basketball Baseball, together. basketball. Yeah, basketball. You should watch it. It's the two main characters are um, Matthew Stone and the other guy. The two guys that created and still were and still operate South Park. They're the two main characters. They act in it. They wrote the whole movie. Really? It's so fucking funny. They create okay. a game that's baseball and basketball put together. So good. And it just starts with like they're at a party and like these two jocks are are getting them to play basketball. It's go play two on two, whatever. And they're trying to steal the girls and they're just like yeah. trying to impress the girls. Yeah. And then these two guys are holding the beer. They're they're degenerates and they're just like, well, we obviously can't take these guys. This guy's right. dunking right now. And it's like, well, let's play horse. And he's just like, horse, what? And he's like, yeah, what? Horse. Actually, let's play this game that we picked up in the fucking hood. It's called basketball. And they pick it up on the fly they create it they make it a full sport the whole movie is like the sport they created that's basically. fucking awesome it's so good okay and it's like while someone's shooting like in horse or something while someone's shooting you have to psych them out and you say whatever the fuck you want to psych them out and yeah. then they like miss their shot or something like that oh my god the psych outs are so funny that's funny as shit everybody go watch basketball okay will do if if you have any if you take anything away from this watch basketball basketball is and that humans were once Fucking thirty feet tall. Brand. New, I'm gonna look into it. Brand new thought that I did not look into. I just think I heard it that like you know we were taller and bigger as just you know. So we just built the fucking thing. pyramids by like taking the blocks and just. Yeah. That's a really good. I'm gonna have to look into it. I'm gonna get deep into YouTube tonight. Is that real? Are we Joe Rogan time frame right now? Yeah, that's real life. Wow. That's the longest podcast I've the ever Logan recorded. Logan Lewis experience. Yeah, right. I thought about renaming it. Logan's lowdown is a little cheesy, but no, um, no. I that's the first time I heard you say it in the really? intro, and it's great. I didn't know we were doing a new show. We are. I love it. How many ups are you in? So uh, it's kind of complicated because I used to do an interview podcast called The Exchange, and I called it The Exchange because we're exchanging, yeah. you know, whatever stories, life, whatever, and then I stopped doing it. And then a few months back, I was like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to start interviewing people again. That's right. I, I have my most fun. And um, and I just was like, you know, what? I'm just going to call it Logan's Lowdown because I was doing movie coverage. And then I stopped doing that because I I was kind of uh, I was feeling like some kind of pressure that I had to get to the movies and see every movie to talk about on a podcast. So it kind of felt like work. So I was like, oh, I'll just keep it under the same name and just make everything Logan's Lowdown, have like all the brands consolidated into one. And uh, yeah, good you, Lord. You have like another job if it's solely around a thing. Like if the yeah. name is like I review this or something. Right. Yeah, then that's like another job. But if you keep it like 
for example, Sam Merrill and Mark Norman's podcast, right. We Might Be Drunk, like yep. they honestly, every fucking episode, they talk 30 minutes on movies and yeah. recent ones they saw, yeah. maybe even longer. And I love that because their title could be we like review we movies, review movies like, or we yeah. just talk movies. Like it could be something on that. And they could have a very successful show with just reviewing movies, but keep it generic, keep it like I like Logan's uh, Lowdown. Is that what it is? Yeah. I love Logan's it. Logan's Lowdown. And then, then it could be like Theo's podcast where like he had a shit ton of solo apps and yeah. then he has guests on and then he'll have yeah. like four weeks straight of guests and then yeah. he'll have a couple solos and then yeah. whatever he feels like doing. Right. I like that. Cause then you are never tied. Exactly. To anything. You're not tied up to anything. And that's why I like it too. Yeah. I think it's good. Cause then you can always be funny. You can always just have an interview like this. You could do Absolutely. Whatever. I love interviewing people. I didn't even know we were doing an interview. I thought we were um, just shooting the shit. I did say to court coming in, she goes, what do you think it's going to be like? I was like, I really don't know. It could either be one of two things. Either one, it's going to be just him interviewing me, and then we might have, you know, maybe another one going down the road where we just shoot the shit because the interview had already happened. We had that up of, of interview. Right. It's a little bit of both. A little, And I said that. Or two, it could be a little of both. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm super happy with how this went, man. I really appreciate you having me. Dude. Like, whatever whatever we do going forward, I'm glad to be here. I know, dude. I I had such a good time. Um it's the longest one I think I've ever done easily. Um, I am shocked seeing that timer. Isn't it crazy? Dude, I, I actually... When we intermissioned, it was like two hours. Really? Yeah. I didn't look. I looked one time, and it was an hour 20, and yeah. I was like, wow, I listened to so many like one-hour podcasts. Yeah. And now... And I, Whiskey Ginger Santino's sure. is... His always are like 58 minutes. Right. And like all of his guests are always like wow, that happened so fast or whatever. And I get it now because we were just getting going at like an hour 20. I'm surprised Catherine's not back, if I'm being honest. She just went to dinner with somebody she's going to dinner with for the first time. I thought she was either here or going to walk in like any time. I was going to tell you at some point, I was like, hey, she'll probably walk in. So when she does walk in, just, just completely ignore yeah, her. And I but, yeah. um, <laughs> but the fact that she's still out with him is is a cool sign. We It's, it's, it's hilarious. So we went to the Nutcracker a while ago um, and uh, in early December and we sat next to this woman and her and her husband are also from Cartersville and she was like in their early thirties or something or early to mid four or early to mid thirties and her and Catherine just start talking and she was like, Oh my God, we should just exchange numbers. And that's who she's out with right now. That's amazing. So maybe is a new she, couple friend on the horizon, oh, a couple friend. And then what is she third wheeling? Oh no, she's she's just out with the wife. Okay, and they just had a they just had a a baby. So the husband's, I guess, hanging out with the baby. But um, have you met him? I have not. Okay, this is the first time we've been, or either one of us have interacted. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. If I was gonna say if he's cool, then get him on. We'll come. We'll, I, we'll hang out I, over here. I can't wait to to we'll see come. what he's like. Maybe I'll talk to him. Yeah, we'll we'll grill him on aliens and. And conspiracy theories and I stuff. I love it, man. I mean, those three, I think, ghosts, aliens, and... Oh, you know what we like didn't monsters, talk about? Yeah. We could talk what? about next time is, like, religion. Oh, yeah. I don't know where you stand, and we'll save it for another time, but okay. I'm just so intrigued on it, and then... Uh, if we're talking about religion, I'm going to offend some people. That's okay. Dude, I, honestly... I could, I could talk about religion. We, we, should, we should save it for next time, because yeah. that could that it's could be its own thing. So intriguing, and then we could even... I don't know if you got more microphones or not, but... Oh, I do. I hung out with Jordan. We watched... It was actually at the... 
what was that bar we went to game day yeah that day i went over to his house after just for like an hour and miranda went upstairs and we talked about religion for a minute i think i just asked him if he is if his family is and i think he said yeah and then i just kept asking him a ton of questions on it because i'm i'm intrigued by it one of my uh good friends um we, we didn't grow up together but we got like adult friends um, when we grew up he's huge into like religion really? and all that so i used to always ask him questions but his family was into the like small church where everyone he knows there is like almost family right the you know the priest is like like full-blown like speaks right. in tongues right and all that or whatever right. it's called i don't know much about it my family didn't grow up in it so but we'll talk ass- about that yeah i assume i mean you're italian i assume Catholic. Yes, that's what's like that's what given I was raised to you as Catholic. When, you're, when you're baptized as, as Italian, right? As Catholic, but yeah, yeah. But to be honest with you, I don't even know really what it means and stuff. I I know understand Christianity more, so I don't know the difference between Christianity and, and Catholic. And honestly, I think if you just took a hundred people you saw on the street and said one question, what's the difference between you know Catholic and Christian? I don't think nobody has I don't, the answer. I don't think I think you go over a hundred. Mm-hmm. Some would try, and they would probably butcher it. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to save that for another time because we could. I could go another two hours talking I, about religion. I, I, wow, I would be asking a lot of questions because I don't know much about it. I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued and I understand like basic stuff, but yeah, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll definitely save that for another time. We could, we got so much more we could talk about. We do. So I don't always say that we should do a part two, but like we should do a part two. Let's go. Yeah, we should do a part two. Your boy got the got the pass, dude. <laughs> The thing that you, the thing you strive for, is we should do this again. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, first date. hey, let's do this again. Oh my god! Let's. Will you text me in the morning? Yes, for real. Text me when you get home. Should I wait three days? <laughs> you won't have to wait too long because uh, those listening to this, if you're still here, thank you. First of all, yes. um, but uh, you'll be listening to this on this coming Friday. It'll it'll release this Friday. I'll um. Everywhere you can find podcasts. Everywhere you can find podcasts. The Baby. video, for as long as it went, will will be on YouTube. Um, I'm going to have clips circulating on TikTok. Yeah. And I'll send them all to you that you can send to your friends and family and, and stuff. But um, I might have to give you a bigger battery for that camera because I think right. I, I got I got more like physically looser a- after that died. I know. Yeah. I could tell. Yeah. And I think you did too, even. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, hat uh, came off. Hat came <laughs> off. I love this hat. Oh, God. that thing is sick. Bandage. Um, yeah, dude, I, I fucking love this hat. I saw it in Disney World and I was like, yeah, for some sick. reason, I just vibe with the classic Mickey Yeah, and the yellow is just such an obnoxious, and you can't wear yellow with anything. No. So you just got to wear it and yes. own it. So, yeah, but that's the thing. I was actually just teaching like my mom this is she always color coordinated everything she's wearing. If she's wearing pink, it, she'll wear like pink shoes and this and that. I'm like, right. you know, what's dope about pink shoes is like, make that be the standout of the outfit. Right. Like, hat, hat and shoes. You can have a neon color right. and nothing has to be the same. Right. Like I'll wear an entire green outfit, but then I'll wear purple shoes, purple hat. Yeah. Or have the, I love I love the combination of having the shoes and the hat match. Yeah. Like today at work, I wore a vet, a black vest and my shoes were black, but nothing else coordinated with black. And cool my too. boss was like, that's a cool outfit. And I was like, thank you. That's so cool. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Compliments um, are great. And oh. then, yeah, when you can pull a fit together. I like uh, I love when you a have fit. a standout thing. You always have a fit. Thanks, brother. I'm gassing you up on that. Every single time I see you, you you're wearing something flames. For the real ones that made it from start to finish, 
Um, here's the explanation on the shirt. This is uh, Atlanta United soccer jersey. Yep. I went to a game here and I bought their kit. This is just a jersey here from the yep. MLS team here, Atlanta United, and I loved it when I when I found it. Hell yeah, it's like mint green. I was like, this is sweet. It is sweet. Thanks, man. And uh, you know, not a big soccer guy, but I do like it. Yeah, so, it's nice. It's cool for sure. Thanks, man. Appreciate you for sure. Yeah, buddy. Did you have fun? I loved it, man. Cool. It went so much better than I thought. I'd love to interview Courtney now. <laughs> do you think she'd do it? I think she'd do it. I just don't know if like scheduled ahead. If she, I don't know how that would go. Go for right. it. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Shoot the text. We'll see. Shoot or shoot. Yeah. Now I want to know more about her. Now that I know twenty five percent about her, you should. I'm gonna rave when I get home about how this went and everything. And then yeah, shoot it and see what she says. I'll push it. I'll tell her to. We'll um, see. I think we'll you see. should. And I'd like to interview all of my friends because, you know, you know people, but then you don't really know them until you sit and talk with them for three hours. Yeah. Just one on one. Yeah. I mean, even if me and you went to dinner together, we'd talk for what, an hour? Oh, yeah. And then we'd go our separate ways and it'd be like, yeah. oh, that was fun. But we just, I just got three and a half hours of you. Yeah. I felt like when we went to dinner the other night, I felt like me and you talked a lot. And then when I got home, I was just like, I hope Jordan didn't feel like left out because, like, right. But, you know, me and him talk a lot more. I'm like, I'm getting to know Logan now. Like, Yeah. I mean, we talk about this all the time. I mean, groups of, of three. Yes. It, it's an awkward situation it because it's like, like one of my favorite jokes to make is like, oh, thanks for the invite. Yeah. It, it makes people uncomfortable or like, you'll hear me say this one a lot of uh, like, he'll be like, oh man, I bought this thing. And I'll be like, oh, I didn't know you were doing that well. It's a it's a joke that makes everybody uncomfortable. Oh yeah, like especially like people who do do well. Yeah, and like if someone will be like, oh yeah, like I got like my dad like his company gives them like a gift every year aside from a bonus, they give them a gift, and this year's gift was a pizza oven, and it makes pizzas in sixty seconds. It's crazy. It's like a wood fire pizza burner. 60 seconds. So do no put, shit. Do you put a frozen in or do you make dough and put sauce? Well, on it? they, you know, you can buy the pre-made dough and then yep. you just put sauce on it, your ingredients or whatever, yes. put it in, put a timer on your phone, 60 seconds, pull it out and it's done. It's insane. It's fucking awesome. That's cool. Um, you guys are definitely going to have to catch the invite for the 4th of July. My parents, my parents have a bar and pool at their place and it's always a, a fire experience. So when you said you love 4th of July, you're going to have to catch the invite, but yes. we'll probably do pizzas or something on the wood fire burner or whatever. Please. But um, uh, I always, I, I love dropping the, especially to Jordan because Miranda at one point was just like, stop saying that. I'm like, no, never. It's a good one. It's a, it, it makes people uncomfortable, but that's in my opinion, part of comedy yeah. of like, I love pushing that envelope yeah. and making people uncomfortable. Like, what do you um, say back? You just, you just laugh and look oh, at Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh shit. Don't know you're doing that well. And someone will be like, ah, shut up. Yeah. And then they'll keep telling their story or, or something or you guys hit us with it at dinner the other night. <laughs> oh yeah. Or like, if you're like, yeah, like if you're like, Oh yeah. Trivia was so fun. I'll be like, Oh, thanks for the invite. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, it makes you for a split second, feel like shit. Just yeah. for a split second, you're like, oh, no, man, it's not like that. I felt it's like, like even more shit because the topic none of us were good at. And I was like, I swear to God right now, if Logan and Catherine say they're aren't huge they true crime that, people. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck. Because yeah. also, I, I'm a winner. I like winning. So like, oh, true. Your, your company's great, but also winning's great. So like if you guys didn't uh, come and you and you know everything about I it, I would absolutely. I would absolutely. And we can save this talk for next time, too. Uh religion and marvel we can we can talk in deep if you guys went to marvel trivia without me i'd be pissed 
fair. Not, not pissed, but I'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, Come fair. on. Yeah. But and we hit um, movies. We could do TV shows next time, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That is if they have it. Yeah. Fuck well, well, I mean, even we could just talk to TV shows. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. True. Oh, yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. I know Catherine. I love the fact when she said she knows New Girl or something, I was like. Oh, Catherine's obsessed with New oh, Girl. Speak of the gosh. devil. Yeah. There's a garage door. Um, Perfect timing. Yeah. Right. I, I love all that stuff. Well, we got a lot to talk about still. We do. So, so if you guys, with that said, again, thank you so much for doing this with me. Taking three and a half hours after your Friday night to to sit here and shoot the shit with me. It truly means a lot. I I value you as a friend that I hope will be around for a long time. Um and you know, it it's I, I moved around so much and I met so many different people and believe it or not, you you and Court are some of the coolest people I've I've met. Just Thank you. down to earth and cool, go with the flow. You guys never complain. You never bitch about anything. Like it's it's just your vibe just speaks for itself and i just can't wait for you guys to be around thank you going forward yeah man like auras and all that i'm glad that we carry a good one and you, you guys too i think our our little group here and everything even you texted me recently saying like just double date like us for absolutely i'm so down and you guys are great people we don't plan on moving we want to buy a house here so even no matter what the case was if we're you know here or if we move you're going to be a homie forever. We'll always keep in contact. And I, I do look forward to all the future, you know, hangouts and, and whatever we do. So Hell yeah. thank you so much for having me, man. This has been a blast. Anytime. Until part two. Until part two. All right. All right, bro. See you guys. If you guys like this, share it with a friend. If you see a clip you like, share it with a friend. Share the links around. If you're a friend or family of Corey's, thanks for tuning in and listening to this whole thing. We We both sincerely appreciate it. I hope you... Got to know me a little bit throughout this this episode, and uh, we'll just can't wait to see you next time. Yeah, first podcast for me in the books, and, and I hope it went well. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate it, man. We'll see you guys later. All right, see you. Bye.